episode is brought to you by Bevel. The first and only shaving system for men with coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Not just the men, the women too. That's right, because you got your Bevel package. Yeah, and if your box is kind of nappy, don't worry, he'll still make you happy. I'm going to try it and give you guys some feedback next week. And no bumps. No bumps, no bruises, nothing but smooth cruises. That's right. Go to getbevel.com and enter the code P-E-T-E. That's Pete. And get 20% off your purchase. That's Al. right. That's getbevel. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. Use code Pete to get 20% off your first month. Internets. Shave smarter. That's correct. Al. This episode is also brought to you by the College of Hip Hop. It's an app, Miss Lissa. An app for what? Let me tell you something. This app was created by AJ and SJ Jackson, okay? Young entrepreneurs that saw a void in the arts and entertainment industry. Right. Their goal is to make an arts and entertainment industry simple for everyone interested. So if you're a manager, if you're okay. an artist, anybody in the industry, this college of hip-hop is a one-of-a-kind. It's a resource guide with links to all information discussed in lessons. Listen to Elevate me. your brand. It's a must-have. It's a free app for anyone and everyone who knows somebody looking to learn business in the entertainment industry. The College of Hip Hop. <laughs> Go download that app today. Support them. They fuck with the Premium Pete Show, and they're providing something that's not out there. Money, Al. Cheer. Now let's get to the show. Come on, everybody, get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, Buzz Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. Miss Lissa knows. It's the Premium Pete Show. I came here with my dick in my hand. Don't make me leave it with my foot in your ass, be uh. cool. Angie, and don't worry about how I'm cooking this shit when I'm flipping what I'm cooking, nigga. This just what I do. I'm off the vessel and I'm off the crescent ass on a full-grown German shepherd motherfucker keep stepping. They don't fuck with me, and they don't. Y'all can't catch me, and they won't. Pay it fair, fix your hair, throw that there. Got sure. product for my new nappers and dollars for my noopers. You think I'm tricking, bitch? I ain't tripping. I'm buying if you got nice purse for your iceberg. Hoping this indecent pose will do something to you. Hoping this something done in a fucking dollar, girl, pick a 50. You sound too cute. Hey, fucking cow, girl, you need a real nigga. sound nickel. menacing. Off the top, nigga, about to hurt shit. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Show me what you were. All she want me to do, you right, do a little harder. Shake it. <laughs> Y'all got a joint jump in though. You said it's karaoke. Yeah, but we, I, you know, I never jump in. I'm Listen, just to I don't add. know if I know the lyrics like that. I know a couple here and there. Because <laughs> it's mystical, right? He's right. like the hip hop. I know the hook. Right. We was going <laughs> about to get there and you was about to hit it for us. <laughs> you got to think about it. Mr. He's like our uh, James Brown. Mm. I always say that. Hip-hop's like he James has, Brown? Yeah. I like that. I love him. And like, <laughs> you keep bumping me against the wall. You ever met him? No. You Can you hook that up? Just like... So I could just rap with what him. What do you mean hook that up? Miss go here. No. I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. Hey, Mr. Cow, I want you to meet me right now. He's like, hey, how you doing? Well, you met him, Angie? Of course you met him. Yeah, I interviewed him before. Okay. Yeah. Was he exactly as how his songs are? Um, I don't know if anybody could exactly be like that. About DMX's? Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. When we interviewed DMX, I left and I went back to Brooklyn for a meeting and came back to the city and he was still outside the studio in the street Talk eating hot dogs. Oh, what I'm <laughs> saying? Was he like cypherman? No, he was eating hot dogs from the street vendor. <laughs> Yo, he's too hot. Hot water, and Frank. His manager was like, that's enough hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. He's like, dog, I just need one more. Let me get one more. Now, that, that was classic when you think about it, especially the prayer, the way he did the prayer. Yes. And, and even just him standing up. But, you know, very few people I ever see stand up during interviews. 
I remember right. Dallas Penn used to do that when we just started the, the the show back in years ago. He used to stand up the whole time and just like, well, he was on the other side, pause, like doing interviews. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the interviewee, you know? Standing up during interviews is actually kind of a good feeling sometimes. I think that's when your energy is just too high and you can't like keep it at this level. Yeah, I've seen people trying to do it at work. I remember I went to Complex like a, a year ago. And shout out to the dude Noah over there. He was standing up. And I'm like, what the fuck are you standing up? It's like this new study where people work standing. Like the keyboard was above. You ever seen that or heard of that? No. Yeah, standing up working instead of just sitting know. down. I know if you stand up while you eat, they say it makes you eat less or something. And it's supposed to be better. Like if you're singing, you're not supposed to sit down because like it's better for your air when you stand up. You should also have a baby standing up, by the way. What? No, <laughs> no. Like no, a for squat, real. A squat. Yeah, a squat. A squat. <laughs> a squat. You making it seem like you're just dropping it, keep walking. That's the case. Standing here, the baby slid out. <laughs> right. You better have somebody on the underneath grabbing it. But anyway, internet. So listen, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show with Miss Listen Knows. As you can hear or see or the title, we're sitting here with. Uh, uh, how can I even put uh, the titles to you? I'm going to put... You know what? I'm not going to even go titles. I'm just going to say uh, the the Blasian finest. The finest Blasian. <laughs> well, I don't want Kim to get mad at me. Uh, if you I say, say media That's maven and boss sitting with us. You know, everyone's favorite, Angela Yee. Could Interclaps. Could have been, been a designer name, honestly. I feel like Angela Yee, the name... I've. I could have seen it on a shirt. You know, you know some people th- think that's like not my real name. Whenever people book flights and stuff, they'd be like, okay, we need your real name and information. I'm like, that's my real name. You think I just made it? Or they thought it was a handle? <laughs> what kind of like like exciting a name is that? <laughs> no, but when you think about it, you know, it, it, it's funny because it's like, there's a, a lot of Blasians, you know, that I know, you know, like the mixture is so beautiful. Like, you know, you could see both sides. But I never really see, or I mean, I don't, you know, hang out with you enough to see that, but uh, the you embracing your Asian side. Well, I think, um, no, I do all the time because I, I feel like, first of all, in my family, my dad is Chinese, yes. right? And that side of my family, my mom is the only child. Mm-hmm. And my dad has like eight brothers and sisters. So we do a lot more with that side of the family because my mom, you know, it's just her. And then with my dad, like, we do everything. Like, you mean for the holidays and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, we do Chinese New Year. We do all of that. I get my red envelopes. I don't play with Okay, those. get the red envelope. Yeah, you now, know you know how to make, get those. You know how to make fried rice? I do know how to make what? fried rice. What kind of fried rice? Um, Chicken. Okay, okay. I don't okay. eat pork, which is a very non-Asian okay. thing. And I don't eat seafood either. Wait, what? you don't eat seafood? No, I don't eat seafood. I don't eat pork. So what do you, you I don't eat red meat. I just don't like it. What? I need a lot wait, of wait. Tail, some crab legs. Like, <laughs> I got to find out because... I'm a cheap date. You yeah. are good. No, you have to <laughs> OD. You, you got to get all the courses There's now. No you got to get... No salmon. No, nah, you got to get that cheesecake at the end. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I think about this shit, honestly, <laughs> when I think about... Um, when you say, like, you don't eat seafood, you don't eat steak, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody eats different things. But when you think about it, like, if me, if, if me and Lisa right now, we celebrated a victory of something. You know, say we came into a million dollars. Okay. And we say, hey, we want to celebrate it. Right off the bat, I mean, I'm going to say, let's go get some lobsters and steaks. Right. We'll get some champagne. What is, what, I mean, it's funny that you say that you don't eat seafood, <laughs> you don't eat steaks, and you definitely had some victories to celebrate. I celebrate. You say you don't eat steak? What do no, you, I don't eat red meat either. What do you celebrate? Like, what foods do you celebrate with? Like, you ever go out and say, I'm going to go eat this and celebrate? Oh, I'm going to tell you something, and this is real. Like, seafood restaurants 
and steak houses, they have the best chicken. Because <laughs> don't nobody order that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be fresh and just it. well made. It's so good. If you go to Mastro's, their chicken is delicious. You go to Del Frisco's, all of those places. Yeah. You get chicken anywhere. So that's it. I just don't like when you go places that are like super fancy and you have to get like duck confit or something that I like don't want to eat. That's yeah. nasty. Just have some regular herb roasted chicken. Or I don't like duck. Yeah, me neither. You, you got to like be in the mood texture. to eat duck. You drink enough bottles of wine, you're, you're fucking. I like duck. duck at certain places if it's like when they do the little duck sliders where you make the sandwiches I and stuff. I never got to that. I'm always scared. Yeah. Have no, you I ever had them. frog legs? No. Okay. You know, I'm not the most experimental eater. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Like I, if I don't like the way something looks, I don't like the way it smells. I saw something on TV. <laughs> I'm not gonna eat it. I don't try any. I don't like broccoli, which people think is weird. I don't eat tomatoes. I'm so picky. Like if I, when I get food, I get everything like on the side. Can I get this on the side? I want my dressing on the side. I don't like to mix. Now people think this is weird too. Like if I eat eggs and pancakes, I don't like the syrup to touch my eggs. What I I'm need like, it too. Yeah, I'm Queen <laughs> McGriddle. Like when I used to like I'm McDonald's, crazy. I love when the syrup. Like I'm fat like that. Though. Like when I have Christmas ham, I love when like the that. ham hit the mac and cheese. Like I'm like, mm, I don't like, I don't that, like my food to touch. You can't touch. You know, I used to be a terror to my little brother. I felt bad now that I think about it. He, when he growing up, he didn't want anything to touch. Yeah, like my and food I touching. felt, and I felt like one night out of the week, I had to terrorize him. So I called it touching night. You know, pause because <laughs> it, it, sound, really it sounds crazy. a little crazy. But when we, hey, it's touching. Yeah, when we were about to eat, I was like, "Yo, your broccoli is going into your mac and cheese, and your chicken is going into your broccoli. Yo, everything is touching." And he would go yeah, crazy. crazy. And like, I don't like ketchup on my fries. It's got to be on the side. I have to dip it. I'm a dipper. That mm. I agree with. Like, if I have a turkey burger, I have to dip the turkey burger into the ketchup you and fuck- a little bit of honey mustard. Right, I like honey mustard. I like now, honey mustard. Right now. You, you fuck with Chick Fil A. I do. It's not, you know, people go like so Chick Fil A crazy. I think it's because we don't, we didn't really have it Most here definitely. before. Most definitely. And that's what the big hype was about. Like I was just in Detroit over the weekend, and they have a Chick Fil A in the airport. So when I landed, I was like, I guess I gotta get Chick Fil A's right here. I gotta walk past it, and um, I saw a currency when I landed. Okay. And so I was online. I was like the next person online, and I was like, oh, this currency. Hey, how you doing? Kept it moving. Then he tweeted, man, I should have um, asked for Skipsies. Online and got <laughs> Chick Fil A, but I think it's just because we don't really we have them now, but we didn't really have them like that. So it was kind of like, wow, we got to get Chick Fil A because they're the closest thing to real chicken, other right. than like the Popeyes tenders. <laughs> is that really the? <laughs> no, no, I, I think <laughs> like, it's fresher. That like a real, <laughs> other than the Popeyes. She, she, she was she had the nutrition facts out but there, but I think it's also the sauces, like the Polynesian. No, the, yeah. the sauces are crack. Sauce. Yo, let me tell you something. First mm-hmm. of all, one thing I like about Chick Fil A is to me it seems. It seems to me that it's more healthier. Like the chicken I'm eating is more fresher, right, right? Right. And then on top of that, like the sauces are just just crazy to me, man. And the, the chi- people are pleasant that work there. Mm-hmm. Like they get paid well. Pleasant. And they're off on Sundays. Yo, let me tell you something, man. <laughs> think about it. Even though sometimes I'd be mad, I'm like, damn, man, how they fucking close on Sundays? Yeah, but think nerve. about it. What business? You got I, you got to give a lot of credit to these dudes. What business would close on Sunday? People who own shit ain't there. They don't give a fuck. They let, they may say like, let them work. I'm out there. Make sure people are working. Right. Right? It's crazy when That's you really a big think about day. it. Yeah, exactly. It's the weekend, mm-hmm. right? But it's crazy because you got to think about it. Most people, I mean, the people who own Chick Fil A, they're not going to be there, so it's not going to hurt them if they. If, you know what I'm saying? But, but then look at other places like the mall in Jersey and Paramus. 
everything in Paramus is like closed on Sundays. You can't go anywhere there. Or like a store like B and H Photo, the huge B and H Photo. They have the most random. I don't even know when they're not open. Like, well, is it owned by is it owned by Jewish people? Yeah. Well, I think on Saturday they they're not allowed to do anything. Right. Yo, my 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 brother in law was telling me. You know, keep in mind this is you know how pure and and the rules and religions that they believe in. He works for Comcast. Mm -hmm. They can't even sign anything. They can't do nothing. Right. So he, he he was trying to fix his modem and his cable, and he's like, "I just need you to sign this." And he's like, "I can't sign nothing." He's like, "Well, I can't, <laughs> I can't do, you know, I can't put this together for you." Well, I'll see but you that's tomorrow. yeah. I mean, <laughs> even, you know, it's I give I honestly I give a lot of respect to people not because of their religion that they you know that they believe in, but how they they follow it. I feel like I'm a person that, you know, I, I'm. I don't always file everything to the fullest. You don't have the willpower. Exactly. I don't have the willpower. I'll be like, I agree with that. You know? I don't have the willpower. I'll be like, look, I'll sign it. You know? You know how I know? Because I got a salad from downstairs before I came up here, right? And they asked you, like, do you want some bread or anything with that? And I'm, I'm like, okay, I do. <laughs> but I know if you give it to me, I'm going to eat it. That's just how I am. Like, the way that I am, if I have certain foods in my house, I love dessert. If there's chocolate chip cookies... If there's any time, if it's in my house, I'm going to definitely eat it. I Yo, cannot stop myself. Me too. Yeah, I'm it the same matter. way. I'm, I'm weak. That's mm -hmm. my problem right now. And I've been struggling with my weight. And it's funny that you said that because I just been like really stressed out about that because I am so weak, especially in the late night hours. Like right. I'm, I'm finding snacks that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> like I'm waking up with like cheesecake box next like, to me. I'm like, this cheesecake? who the fuck went to Juniors? <laughs> like what the fuck? Like do I have like powers? Like how did this happen? Like the cheesecake fairy and the rest of the band just walked and then came back with cheesecake and my ass woke up like, nah, I just love dessert. And you know what else is my problem too? Drinking, right? Now here's my thing. If I go to the airport, cause I'm always like in the airport somewhere and I sit at the bar i feel obligated to order a drink sure because i feel like man i'm wasting space here sure i agree got you, to order a you, drink. Gotta, you gotta pay for you rent your space yeah. you're paying for your space but you know it's funny because you know we'll pause but we'll bounce all over the place being somebody that works in radio morning show particularly gotta be up early in the morning but i always feel like I, you're, you're, you're always out you know i know that you sleep i mean we know each other for years now right. but what i'm saying is i know that you always say like sometimes you do go home you spoke before to me about napping and stuff like that but I feel like you're out a lot. I feel like I used to be out a lot more than I am now. Because mm -hmm. I try to like curb it now. But I'm going to tell you this. I feel like every time I go out, it's very beneficial to me. And I always feel like I should go out more. Like most of the Why? time when I go out, I go out because I'm hosting something or I have to do this or I'm supporting somebody. And it's not very often that I'm like, oh, let me just go to this random event just because. So I feel like when I do that, I run into people that I don't see all the time. And they're like, oh, I have this great opportunity for you. And then the next day they hit you. It was so good to see you last night. Uh, I was thinking about you for this, this, and that. And I feel like a lot of times, like even the way I started doing radio was because I was out. Sure, networking. Yeah, I saw, I was at, well, I started working for Eminem's clothing line. I was at the Chappelle Show premiere and Paul Rosenberg was sitting right behind me and he was like, oh, we were just talking about you. We're starting a clothing line. You should come work there. Wait, when were you? When was this? This was right before Eminem started Shady Limited. Okay, right? okay. You know, so this was maybe about, how long ago was that? I don't know, 13, 14 years ago. So I ran into him at the premiere. And if I wouldn't have been there, it probably never would have happened. Right. What made and you go there? You get invited or you just bought tickets? Well, I was with Jizza. He was on the first episode ever. He was okay, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, you know, they invited us to the premiere and we went. And so he was sitting right behind us. So I was like, okay. You know, um, the next day I hit him up like, hey, you know, let's talk about the clothing thing. He was like, okay, cool. And then somebody called me from the d distribution. And next thing you know, I have a job. That's so dope. 
Yeah, but things like that always happen to me just from me like going out and I always tell people it's important. Like I tell Paris who works with me, I'm like, even if I'm not with you, you should still go out. To sure, most definitely. Because you run into people, they're like, oh, I just ran into her and you're at the top of their mind when something comes up. Like, oh, you know what? I didn't know, um, you know, Miss Listen, no, she would be great for this. Let's, right. let's get her to do this. I just remember I heard her on the podcast. I see her on Twitter and now I ran into her. I was out. She was so nice and pleasant. I would love to work with her. Yeah, you know that's it, why I always say God is my publicist because that's exactly how I feel like that. Mm-hmm. He's watching fate, over you, fate, and where you go, and like saying like you're so right, and being in the right place at the Angela right time. Always got gems. Yeah, she does. She, mm-hmm. but you know what? It's it's funny because I feel like morning show is almost like when you're young and you're working, and then you, I mean, you go to a club and you stay out all night, and then you don't yeah. ever go to sleep, and you go right to work. Because well, I remember like Envy uh, would be sleeping in the studio. Yes. He would tell me uh, back in the Envy time, used to stink. Yeah. Okay. Really? Stinky <laughs> motherfucker. Wash yourself, Envy. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. We did. When we first started, I'm going to tell you, like, when we first started The Breakfast Club, all three of us were like, okay, we got to go out all the time. You know, we got to let people know there's a new morning show in New York because, honestly, like, it takes a long time for people to even know that that's happening. Sure. So we were trying to go out to a lot of different things, and it was very exhausting. At one point, because we would all, you know, go out, then we would go to, like, the coffee shop for breakfast at 5.30, you know, at 5 mm-hmm. in the morning, and then go straight to work right. and get on the air. At one point, we were at work, and Charlemagne passed out on the ground. Really? <laughs> I'm not even lying, right? He EMS came out, in like, that motherfucker? laying on the ground like Mariah Carey passing out from dehydration. <laughs> And he, he had a really, glitter moment. He really had to go to the hospital. And he was really out of work for like three days. How close are you guys? Like, as I know, like in the beginning, like even me and Pete, like we have to like build our mm-hmm. bond. So like now that it's all these years later, how close are you now? Do you still talk as much or is it kind of like... They, I mean, we're on group chat all the time, like every day. They already texted me like a few times, like Envy's having some birthday party. He put us in the group chat, like, "Hey, you guys come to this." We both were like, "No, no." <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Six years? Yeah, it's been six years. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Man. Yeah, so I feel like at first it was us like really doing a lot of things together, and we travel all the time. Like we have the iHeart Festival coming right. up, so we're all like traveling out there. We we're kind of like forced to always be together, but it's not bad. We have fun, right? So are two like, of you kind of like Kelly and Beyonce, and one is like Michelle, or is it kind of like you know? I think it's just, y'all all close. I think it's different. Like it'll be like sometimes Envy and Charlemagne talk about sports and different things a lot that I don't really like. Right. care as much about as they do and then me and Envy are doing like the juice bar together and we're working on that together that's dope and then me and Charlamagne might gang up on Envy so it's kind of like it goes you sure know. you gotta be the you know it's, it's, it's having fun and being the butt of the joke you know? right. I just can't believe that it's been six years you know you think about it and then also how many markets you're in you know I know even in Houston you know, on the weekends like I remember I was traveling I forgot where the fuck I was I was riding uh, maybe to Baltimore or whatever it was and in the morning I was like how the fuck are they on here what the fuck <laughs> is going on yeah, it's like 65 markets in that's crazy when you think about it. but for people who don't know even people who are in radio or just for me who wants to understand you sign up to be a morning show host you know you, you host power 105 but then when you start getting into other markets how does that even benefit you like because you get more money for that yeah. right yeah you get more money for each market that you're okay. in I mean, it's great exposure. And then that's just great for them to want to bring you there to do things. So like this weekend, you know, on Friday, I'm going to be in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And then on Saturday, I'm in Boston. You know, so those are two markets that we're in. So it, it helps that way. But we do get more money for every market. What is G-Spin spinning? 
No, he's not. It's some type of art show, so definitely not G-Spin. Man, man. <laughs> shout out to G-Spin, but uh, fuck the Patriots. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because when you think about that, like, I took it when when Big Boy was here in Hot 97. Mm-hmm. I took that as like a diss to us. Right. I don't like particularly morning shows that when you live in a place and they, there's other people. Like I remember Big Boy was like uh, 87 degrees, nice and sunny. I'm like, what the fuck is he well, talking no, about? It's cold as a motherfucker here. That, you know, they have local people in yeah. those markets that can do like certain local things because obviously they're not going to have the same weather, right. you know, that we Traffic do. issues. But I'll say this. Like I think a lot of people knew us just from the internet and mm-hmm. from watching like our interviews online and people would listen. Once you start having the apps, and everybody listening, like using the iHeartRadio app anyway. Yeah. And so people are in Virginia listening. They're in, you know, Vegas listening. They're in all different places listening. Then it's kind of like, okay, they already were familiar with us. So I think it's hard to do that in New York in particular, like to bring a show from outside. But people do it all the time. Steve Harvey does it. Sure. You know, so I think with us being so global, having these apps and everything, it just brings everybody kind of closer together. So it makes stuff not as local anymore. But I think it is important to have certain things that are local. Like if something really big happens sure. in another market and we're like, okay, we need to just do some local stuff for this particular region, we'll still do that. Yeah. No, and and, and I agree. And, and and mainly, I guess the, the biggest thing, you know, with, with having a morning show and then having, you know, the weekends, I think you, you still do the weekends with yeah, Breakfast Club. Weekend show too. When do you guys tape those? Um, once a week, every Wednesday. Okay. But it's, but I, that's why I like to travel to different places that we're in all the time because that way I go to New Orleans a lot that or I go to Detroit a lot. So that way when we're talking about certain things, I could be like, oh yeah, like I really know because I really go there right. and I'm, you know, I'm familiar with the restaurants. I'm familiar with like a lot of different areas. I'm familiar with the mall, the clubs, everything. So it kind of feels like, okay, well she comes here. Right. At least she you is. Know, like, I was in you Orlando know, for the weekend. Like I really will still go and try to like. Sure. And one thing I do love about you is that you are very approachable. Like, you never feel, like, uppity or snooty. Like, it doesn't matter where you go. So because of that, you can kind of, like, transition anywhere. Because even though you're from New York, you feel like everybody's homegirl. Right. Like, you don't feel, you know, like, you just feel good. So Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember you tried to test me when we had that whole situation <laughs> when I had... Um, Mano and Uncle Murder on, and you was like, girl, I can't believe you booked. I was like, no, yeah. I booked that before. That was I did booked. ask you about that. Yo, and that's why I was also saying that about you, too. You are so level-headed, because you're talking <laughs> about when what happened with you and K. Michelle, and then I thought you were being, like, strategic, because the very next day, you had Mano and Uncle Murder there to on lip co-sign on lip service that her box was smelling like cheddar <laughs> and fish juice. And I was like, Angela, and she is so dope, too, because she doesn't even have to say anything. Like, she was just like a queen. Like, he just came in, dirty work was done, because when What's-Her-Name was there, you didn't even, like, get out of character. Yeah. I mean, I just think I'm never going to get out of character. Yeah. I think you lose if you let somebody, like, get you so mad that you start yelling and screaming and arguing. That's just, I'm never doing that. Do you count down from a number? Because the only time I could feel like that is if it's somebody that, like, I really care about. If that's, like, my man. That's the only time I'm ever going to get into an argument. Right. If that's my man, my family member, and it's really something passionate and I care. Like, to me, I could shut shut it down and be like, I don't really care. Yeah, but it sounds like you broke the story that her box was stinking and somebody said... No, no, I'm saying it's not like you broke the story. Somebody said it and you... Did you bring it up? I don't even know. I mean, well, I remember her going crazy, but I don't remember even how it happened. No, what happened was Mano and Uncle Murder were on the show promoting their mixtape. Two days before that, Uncle Murder had posted, they had a song about it, 
you know, he had posted it. And I had asked him, I was like, yo, why do you keep doing that to her? Like, you know, and then I said, aside from her, not even her, but I was like, if you sleep with a woman and you say her box stings, then doesn't that make you kind of nasty? Right. Mm-hmm. That's really what I was asking. Right. Like taking it outside of you her know, and making it about him and the kind of right. person that he is. And so, and really like Charlemagne and Envy started talking about it. They Everybody went somewhere else with it. But it's just, I think, because I'm a female, you know, whatever. And it's easy to get. I think a lot of times women have issues with other women period like it's okay when guys do things and it happens all the time on the breakfast club like Charlamagne and Envy could say something if I say the same exact thing right. it's a problem I think they're more intimidated by especially a Charlamagne because you know once his gun goes off it's like a machine yeah they don't want those problems right but you you're a little more modest so it's like even though you may have a jab because you are good as like little like you gotta catch it <laughs> So it's like, I'd rather take on Angela than the machine gun that is Charlemagne. Or, you know, if you go after Envy, Charlemagne's going to, you know. And but they kind of like, like to see you in, like, a squirming position, too. Because they could have easily... But Charlemagne was kind of, like, egging her on a little yeah. bit. Like I mean, because they think it's funny. Yeah, Like, exactly. at the end of the day, like, we all leave there and be like, that was funny. You know? Yeah, like, jokes. I we mean, don't really care that much. Because no matter what, our show is going to go on. And right. so all that means is that's one less guest that's never going to be on the show again. But it doesn't really mean anything. And I think, like, as an artist... I wouldn't do that to myself on a show that's on in 65 markets. Like, why would you do that? I, you know? I think she, and it's funny too, because I remember seeing that and I remember her saying like, and you're cool with the label. So I guess she was looking for a pass, you know, of you not to say nothing. I'm cool with every label. No, like, uh, uh, yeah, That's what I'm saying. That's the whole thing to me. It's like, okay, I'm cool with the label, but I'm cool with everybody from Interscope. I'm cool with everybody. You're from never going to make anybody happy. Cool you're never, yeah, you, like, you never, let me tell you something, especially for some reason, I don't know why, maybe from a guy's perspective, I feel like girls hate on other girls more than guys hate on other guys. Yeah, they do. That's just my opinion. Yeah, guys actually help each other way more than girls will. Or guys can actually insult each other and not get offended, I feel like. Like, Like, y'all can talk shit about each other and not be so offended. Like, somebody could be like, man... You know, peeking out here with your little and, dick, yeah. and he'll be like, uh-huh, "You control. know," and it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess. Yo, you know, you know what I want to go exactly, over. Exactly, When did when did you guys think of starting the videos? Because you know, it's funny because I, I I applaud you guys for that because it's almost like people think of you as a podcast now. Right. As a video podcast. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever heard people say that. Yeah. Meaning like, you know, and uh, because that wasn't always done like that. Mm-hmm. People just, there's people who don't listen to the Breakfast Club, but well, are religiously the on the videos. Because the videos, it's done well, it's it's positioned well, and, and, you know, great content. Well, when I first started at Power 105 on the Breakfast Club, one of the main things that I said, and I think we all agreed on it, was... We need to have like a video person dedicated to us because that's what helped me out a lot. Like me being on Sirius, I had never did radio before when I did that. The reason why people knew who I was was because I would have an intern and the video was like terrible. But I would have an intern come up and like film us on lip service. It would be like all grainy. I would use stream it sometimes. I, rem- so, I remember that. Who was on uh, lip service? I don't want to go. I don't want to go. It was off me topic. and Leah. First, it was Leah that was still the cool music Leah? editor at Double Then it was Leah that owns Married to the Mob. Yeah, um, she does a podcast now. I think. I swapped out Leah's. Yeah, but say you just keep it like, like the devil wears Prada. Like, you still cool? Huh? You still cool? Oh huh? yeah, I just saw Leah at the Bushami store opening. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I was just with her. I love Leah. She just actually tweeted that it was a highlight. To oh, see me. her. That, yeah, because I was like, which Leah? Okay, gotcha. 
So she had married to the mob. Leah you know then went to the other side. How you feel about that? I'm happy for her. Listen, I told her, and if you look, like she tweeted me, and she was like, it was so nice to see Angela. She congratulated me on I my podcast. Because I always felt like Leah was really great at that. Like, I wanted her to be more of a part of lip service. I brought her on a few times, even as like a guest host. Right. You know, but she's doing a lot of things, and I know she always really wanted to do that. Who does she have a podcast with? She has a podcast with somebody from the other station, and that's oh. why I'm just asking. Because I, I know that you, she can't talk to you, though. Well, what, what? Oh, I don't know what she. They cannot allow them. them that, that's them, that's them, a bunch no, of bullshit. Them, no, hold that's on, not bullshit. Hold on, I want to go. I, this is DJ like NB said because he used to work at the other station. He said right. that you you when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. You can't talk to no other station. I kind of feel like things so, have changed there though since then a little bit because that was back when like Ebro was the program director, and I think he kind of put that mentality. He's still there though. Do you have? But a, he's not the program director. Anymore. But he's still ruling with that Jewish fist. Do you have a? <laughs> relationship with him i i mean listen he tried to hire me at hot 97 yeah. before but no not anymore now because i feel this is how i look at it and it's like no hard feelings i don't talk shit about people no no no, no, no I'm, I'm just talking, I'm just gonna talking tell you facts with it yeah i don't really talk like it is what it is i do my job i'm not worrying or concerned about anybody else i just feel like they talk so much shit about all of us about me envy Charlemagne, me probably not as much as everybody else but you still have and i can't in my right mind, see you and be like, hey, how you doing? Because it just doesn't feel right to me. Right. You know, you go on Twitter, you talk about us all the time. And it's just But that's like, particularly Rosenberg. He does it too. And I ran into him the other day yeah. too. And he was And like, what do they say when they see you? How do you, how do you handle Because I'm kind of <laughs> like, what the fuck did you say? He like, actually um, apologized. Really? Yeah. And, but you, I was... You need a public apology if but, you're going to be apologizing. You can't talk shit in public and apologize in private. That's the yeah. worst shit. Like, I told him, I said, listen, the way I look at it is this. We're not going to be cool because you're going to say this to me and then all you're going to do is go on the radio and do the same thing that you always do over and over again. I said, I don't have any problems with you, but we're just not friends. And my whole thing is I never was really friends. Like, those weren't like my homies with any of them. You know what, Minya, me and her were really cool for a long time. Oh, Miss Info, yeah. Yeah, Miss Info. Never had a problem with her. Like, even when she was working there... She still was congratulations super when I got cool. the She's job. She's super cool. Miss Info you know, is super cool. Because we know each other. Like, we've hung out. Right. You know, even like Angie Martinez was always still really cool with me. I didn't know her that well, but she always was like really still nice. I had to go to Cypher's wedding after when he was um, working at Hot and I was yes. doing Power. And that was awkward for me because I went by myself. You know, How'd you not I bring somebody? I didn't even bring it because I got off the plane because I was coming from out of town and went straight to the I would wedding. Brought any, I would have picked somebody at the airport. And but I, you, got, you know what? I nah, introduced him to his wife. So I know her. I know her family. I know like her friends. So I felt like when I got there, I'm going to know people. Right. It's just not going to be anybody else there to, you know. But what are they going to do? Beat me up? Did they say anything or just, were they avoiding you? It's interesting because because I don't really have a radio background like a... You know, I didn't come from FM radio. I don't know a lot of people. So there were a lot of people that worked at the station that I never met before. But everybody was like staring at me. And I kept oh. looking around like, who is this person staring at me? <laughs> and then later on, I would be like, oh, that's such and such. Like when I would put it together. Right. Later. Sure, you understand. Right. But I mean, it was an awkward situation. But the way, like I said, everything just kind of, you know, rolls but I th- off my back. I think, I think when they talk about you, particularly Hot 97, you know, it's it's because... You know, you guys are the other, you know, big buildings, big bosses in town, you know, and, and, and if you guys weren't causing any type of, you know, um, talk, then you wouldn't matter. 
But you know, I, like we don't look at it like that because this is how I look at it. We're like a syndicated morning show. It's sure. not just in one place. So I don't look at it like we're competing against you guys because it's like a much bigger picture for us. You know, General, what I'm I, I get she's that. She's pretty much saying she's iller than all your morning shows in every city, <laughs> so she don't have no time to be worried about your one. Like city. I swear to you, I don't know what goes on. Like I don't focused. know what they do. I've never heard. I have no idea. <laughs> you hey, better talk that talk. I don't. And just to think about I'm it, and just and, and just to think, that talk. you could have been on the fucking Hot 97. If you made that one... No, think about it. But he didn't want her to talk, and she wanted to talk. They did tell me, when he asked me, he was like, I said, well, am I going to be like... When was this? People? Bring people back. When was this? This is when Cypher first started doing the morning show. Okay, so they yeah. reached out to you? Right. So it was really Cypher wanted me to come, too. Because, you know, me and Cypher are still, to this day, like, you know, that's True. my boy. Yeah. That's cool. So he was he wanted me to come there. So he had Ebro call me. And I was thinking, at the time, this was when they were on before Big Boy was on. Okay. And so they had, like, a show before Big Boy show and so i'm thinking okay maybe i could do both because i grinded out like that i was like maybe i could do this morning show and then go do m- the morning show at serious such a capricorn yeah because you know i work hard i'll be like maybe i could do all 10 things and then <laughs> and do lip service at night <laughs> so i was really thinking i could do both so when i got there he was like no you would have to stay after do certain things i was like okay well I, would i be equal on the show and he was like no i was like would my name be on there no I was like, well, mm. I have my own show at Sirius that's mine. Like, Angela Yee, The Morning After. It's my show. Right. Why would I go on a show where I get it? It's a huge station. It was a big deal. They don't know. You know, it's not an easy place to get into. How many people get offered a job, you know, at Hot 97? And so I was like, it was actually took me some time to really figure out because the name alone is like, wow, that's a huge deal. But I don't have a radio background, so it's not like I grew up like Wendy. Yeah, that I'm wasn't gonna... like your like. To me, I'm a practical person. And serious. I mean, do they pay well? They don't pay. I mean, as far as I know, I heard that they, they don't, don't even... pay well, but they was paying more than I offered me. Okay, and so she was getting a better platform where she was, <laughs> it was the my show. Focus. They, yeah, so so this decision was actually easy to make. You know, it was, uh, but it wasn't because I. You know how you second guess yourself. Sure, you're like, whatever. I, I do that. You're like, well, maybe I could do it, and then I could walk into something bigger because then I start doing this, and then. Maybe later on, I'll end up getting my own show, but you don't know. That's maybe maybe this, maybe that. And I just, you know, I didn't feel comfortable with it. And Sirius wanted me to stay so bad. Like, I told them I need to get another raise. I need this. Let's bring people back. How did you even get on Sirius? How did you even get to, you know, because I know you said that you never came from no background. Right. You just, your first radio job, you know, speak, you know speaking would be on um, Sirius, right? Yes. How did that even happen? Well, that was through Eminem again. Like, okay, after so when the you, whole clothing okay. line thing happened, I was like, okay, I want to do marketing, but I want to, because I've been doing marketing for a long time, and I saw there was a job opening at Sirius. I just randomly was like, honestly, like I broke up with my boyfriend, and I was like, I'm going to change my whole life. You know how, yeah, I'm a very yeah, you cut, Did you cut person. your hair? Did you no, cut your hair? I didn't cut my hair. Oh, when a girl cuts she her hair, she's not cutting her hair unless you want disrespect Yo, her family. When a girl cuts her hair, you know that changes are in effect. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I'm gonna do something different. Like sometimes you gotta shake it up. But I want to make you know how you be like, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna shit on him. Like get a <laughs> I new love job. You, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Change my life. Wait, no man. Fair. Was he an industry head? No. Okay. He was at Verizon. Okay. Oh, so you definitely was already shitting on him, girl. <laughs> I'm gonna transfer to AT and T. Fuck this nigga. Telephone lover. <laughs> you sound so good on the line. So I was like, all right, let me try. So I was I was just was at home. I was like, let me look at 
jobs. I had got these books like Yahoo Hot Jobs that they sent me or whatever. <laughs> so I was like reading about like finding a job. I researched everything. Capricorn. Right. So I was like, okay, let me see. And then I saw Sirius was hiring. And that's when Eminem actually was just launching his station like mm-hmm. that month. Shay 45. So, yeah, Shay 45. So I hit up Paul and I was like, hey, they're hiring in the marketing department at Sirius. I was like... If you could just get me an interview, I don't need you to get me the job, but just be like, hey, could y'all interview Angela? You know, she worked for me. It would be great. I said, I don't need you to get me the job. I just want to at least get an interview. And I'll take it from there. He was like, well, you know, they're looking for a female on the morning show, you know, a co-host. He was like, would you want to try for that? And I was like, okay. He was like, you got to talk, though. I was like, okay, I can do it. I was like, I'll try. He said, and it's not guaranteed. It's going to be like an audition. I know they've been trying out a few people, so you could go in there and see what happens. Whenever people say stuff like that, it always makes me more nervous. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it always makes me, like, I feel like they do that, like, you know, even like when, whatever you do, like, you know, I've went for like uh, um, little acting uh, stuff, like, before, and they were like, we are seeing 4,000 people, <laughs> but, uh, you know, come on in. And yeah, like, they definitely right. told me that. But, um, you know, I feel like this. I never did radio before. I was very honest about it. I did feel like I had a little edge because obviously Paul was going to be in my corner. Most definitely. Yeah. So I felt like, okay, I know I have a little bit of an edge. So over. who did you go see? You, you had have a go- good voice. Well, no, some people hated my voice. I'm going to be honest. Like, I hate my voice listening to it sometimes. Do you listen back to your, like, all your, like, work? I used to. Okay. Listen, if y'all, I think I had my first show at home somewhere. It is awful. Like terrible, but a lot of things happened in the in that first like couple of weeks that I was there. So it was a probationary period, and it was uncomfortable right away because first of all, like I had to meet with like the VP of programming. He was like, "So you have any experience in radio?" I was like, "No," <laughs> oh you know God. that it never feels good. But then, um, what they I, make you do? Did they make you do like a? No, they were like, "Okay, well, come in tomorrow, and um, you know, just be here and." That's it. No one gave me any instructions. I didn't know what was happening. I come in here the next day. Cypher sounds like, who is this girl? Like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm going to be, you know, on the air. I didn't know anything. Did you do any research? Like, I read the paper. I didn't know what to do. Right. I was so nervous. And then I was so nervous, like, my hands were shaking, like, the whole time. I still be- have that. Yeah, I was. Not here, but, like, in life, what I'm doing, like, I'd be like. I was super nervous and I was, so I was trying to do like, they were like, okay, get some news stories. I didn't know what, I, no one was helping me. I was like, all right. It's like, kind of like they set me up. Right. So I think they kind of didn't want me there because it was Paul who suggested it and they wanted to just be like, yeah, fuck her. You know? Right. So I'm trying to do these stories, but it sounds like I'm reading everything because I kind of am. Because I like, okay. And I wrote everything out that I was going to say and uh, it sounded so stupid. <laughs> and so they were like, okay. Uh, and then the next after the show, you know, they critiqued me. People were calling in like, "She's fucking sucks. Who is this girl? She's horrible." <laughs> I was horrible. I mean, it's the truth is, if you never did radio before, people think you just get up here and talk. That's true. It's not what it is. It's not easy. At it's a all. process. Like it's not easy. Once you get it, it's easier. But it's never like the first couple of times you do it, it's not easy. So I would listen to it. It sounded so bad. I would be like, you know how something sounds so bad, you're like hiding your face from like, yourself. Is that me? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was in the car like, oh, my God, I sound so Stop, stupid. shut it off, shut it off. And I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want anybody to listen to it. Like, I didn't want anybody to know that I was doing it because I wanted to get better first before I told anyone. So I was like, I'm not telling anybody. And then I remember somebody hit me up. It might have been like uh, Stat Quo because he was on um, Shady at the time. His manager was like, is that you on Shay 45? I was like, no. <laughs> 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 and so I'll tell you what ended up happening was... Um, 
we did this interview with Jay-Z and I was still like on probation. And it, but we had to come in at night to do it. This is when Jay-Z became president of Def Jam. Okay. And he had Memphis Bleak with him. And he had um, Chris from the Young Guns. Young yep. Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Young Chris with him. So they make us come in. I'm going to the bathroom and Jay-Z's coming out of the men's bathroom. He's like, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm about to interview you. He's like, better not fuck this up. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit. And then he walks in and Beyonce's with him. Oh, oh my God. shoot. I was like, oh, my God. This is awful. <laughs> What's but then Beyonce leaves and goes in the green room. So I felt a little more comfortable, right? So then we do the interview. And actually, the interview ended up being so good. Clinton Sparks put it on his mixtape. Really? And that's how I met Clinton Sparks because he hit me. So and he dope. was like, yo, this interview was so dope with Jay-Z. Because it was just funny. Like, we were just joking around. And I was so nervous at first. But then I loosened up. And this is when, like, he didn't really talk about Beyonce. I was like, so are you and Beyonce going to get married? It was just like stupid stuff like that and you know it was a funny interview like he said he was gonna throw his um motorola two-way pager at me <laughs> and uh it was you know if you ever have a chance if you google it and listen to it it's pretty funny and why were you in not intimidated to like ask certain questions like what made you so comfortable probably because i was like i was intimidated to do it but i was a little inexperienced so i think sometimes you just like say anything right. so you jump out there so i was just asking anything like i was talking about a rap battle that he had back in the day and what he how he used to dress it was funny right and so after that we walked out and they were like oh you're hired they were like, we're definitely, you're hired. And that's how I got my job. So, so, so thank you, you Jigga. Jigga, Jigga, man. So you were there. So so you were there for years. And mm-hmm. as Six you were years, there, Hot 97, you know, you turned that down. You could have went over there, but they weren't paying enough and the opportunity wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. I think we spoke about Breakfast Club, but how did that, I just want to make sure I'm not bugging out. How did, uh, did someone reach out to you from Berkeley? Yeah, Trump? so w- when I was at Sirius, G-Spin actually wanted me to come to Power, but he wanted me to just, like, do weekends. For people who don't just... know, G-Spin is a program director at Power? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, like, an associate or, well, no, he's a radio. I don't know what the hell his title is. He's, he's a good there. dude. Yeah, he smokes good. So I don't he's like I don't like his sports teams. I don't know what the hell his He's a good father. He's from Boston. He's a good dude. Yeah, and I don't like he's from Boston, but whatever. Shout out to G-Spin again. But he wanted me to come there. He was like, you know, come do weekends learn how to run the board and then maybe you can do like fill-in shifts fill-in for people just to get you in here because you never did fm radio before i think he was thinking like we want to get her here at some point so i was like cool and i'm thinking it's going to be fine because everybody as serious was doing you know fm radio like when cypher was there he was doing hot because serious was like a side hustle yeah you know they told me i couldn't do it Really? So I had already like said I was going to do it, went and did training, and then I told Sirius, hey, I'm going to be doing part-time weekends, you know, at um, Power, and they were like, no, you can't. I was like, why? Everyone else here, like Envy was doing it, everybody. He's still doing it, no? He still does it. And they told me no. And I was like, why can't I do it? And they were like, well, because they were here... Um, they came here from there and it was just, they used to hate on me so bad. That's Sirius. crazy. Do you think it's because... Um you know, because you're a woman? I think it's that. And I think it's because I was the only female on Shade 45 when I was there. And I ended up doing lip service and getting a morning show, you know, when I first started. But I think it's that. And I think it's because they look at it like, oh, we made you who you are kind of thing. Really? Like, you never did radio before. This is your first job in radio. But I worked really hard at it myself. Like, a lot of stuff we did, they never used to film interviews. And then I used to do it myself. And then they sent out a memo and said we couldn't do it anymore. 
And they said, because we're giving away content for free. And I was like, but it's just the interviews. And, you know, people are subscribing because they see it and they like it. It's like free marketing because, you know, I have a marketing background. And we need to go back to that. But I want to continue on how they contact you. you. They just didn't want me to do it. I also kind of feel like it's because um, Paul brought you in. So it was kind of like you were Memphis Bleak. You you were always like... Up under the wing, so they weren't, they wanted to make it harder for you. But I uh, so that that might have been yourself. initially. I think they felt like that, but I never pulled that card. Like I never missed work. I was always on time, right? And I did really well. So at the end of the day, you can't be still saying that, you know, because there were people that he brought in that definitely took advantage of certain things, and right. they were gone. So I feel like I don't know if it was that so much as. What do you kinda, mean take advantage? You mean just like dropping his name? No, just like oh, not working that hard. <laughs> really? To, yeah. How do you go somewhere and not work as hard? Just because you feel like I'm good. I'm with the boss. And that's actually the, the you have to work harder when you get the job because everybody else wants that damn job. But listen, when I started there, people didn't understand why I had that job. Like even people that worked there and they'll tell me today, they were like, Who did she fuck to get this job? Like literally would say that. And you know, it's just things that you have to deal with all the time. How so. do you deal with that? Because like, especially now in this day and age where more women are being celebrated for being overly sexual, like, mm-hmm. how do you deal with not being or being pressed to be or just like, what have you dealt with? I mean, I'm a regular chick to, at the end of the day. Like, we do lip sure. service. Yeah. <laughs> I do lip service. Podcast and I do, with um, yeah. Gigi Maguire. And Stephanie. And Stephanie, my girl, Stephanie Santiago. Your girl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to me, lip service, and I started that as serious, was always important to me because the way I started it was it's supposed to be empowering for women. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is how I looked at it when I first, first started it. First of all, I used to have a segment called Slut It Out, right? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> what do you mean, Slut It Out? Explain to me. Explain to me. It was called Slut It Out. I had a mixtape and everything and Wait, it was, was like, rapping no 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 oh. i did like a mixtape like with um little segments from slutted Got out with you. music and everything with dj wonder in between and they they had it like write-ups in magazines for it i think it was in like ozone the fader everything That's dope. <laughs> but i started it because there's a lot of females out here like we're just regular girls but we have sex like anybody does whether you're a receptionist a doctor a lawyer so i would bring all these different women on and give them like code names and they would talk about like sex and it would be kind of for guys eavesdropping on what goes on, what women talk about. And for women to hear what other women are doing in the bedroom right. so they don't feel weird about certain things or maybe learn. So that's how it started off as a segment called Slut It Out. And so um, then they were like, it was so popular that they said to me, um, you know what? We want to give you your own show. Just kind of doing this, like this girl, right. female talk. That's when you did lip service. That's when I got lip service. So you had the morning show and lip service. Yeah. Did you that was at night. You wanted to be a co-host? Did what? Did you get to pick your co-host for yeah. the service? And, I, and that's me and Leah. That's how me and Leah ended up doing it together. I liked Leah because she was really smart. She was a music editor at XXL. So she brought a lot to the table. She booked a lot of our guests. I didn't want it to be just like, you know, ditzy girls talking about sex. I wanted it to be like smart, intelligent, right. regular women that we all can relate to. But we all have sex. Right. And we all talk about sex and we all do crazy things. And listen, if you ever hear that slutted out mixtape, there's one girl on, there's two girls on there. And they're my friends. And I learned a lot about them. One of them talked about how she met a guy on the highway and he pulled her over Um and she ended up having sex with him. And she's black. He was like a white Polish guy. And she said in the bedroom he would call her a slave. And Oh, yeah, what? And everything. What the fuck? And Is I was she... like, oh, my God, what'd you do? She was like, I said, give me my money, master. <laughs> I was like, that was... That's cr- that real role play. That's crazy I don't. Me. I don't remember when me and you were talking, but I remember you saying that... Um, <laughs> that you... Oh, obviously, you met so many different people. And as you grow, 
that there's certain girls you had to like uh, get away from or, <laughs> or or remove yourself from because. You know, some girls move funny. Like, you be hanging out with a homegirl, but that's my homegirl, not knowing she's sucking 17 dicks in one night. Listen, you can do whatever you want to do as long as... This is how I look at it. As long as you're not fucking nobody's husband, okay, or nobody's man. Like, if you're single and doing what you do and you're safe about it, I don't really care what you do. But if you're doing shit that I don't condone, like... It, you know, I had a, a female that was around me that used to intern for me, and she fucked my friend's husband. Really? Yeah. And after that, I couldn't talk to her anymore. What the And that's fuck? why I don't care what you do. What's her name? What's her number? No. Are you couldn't talk to the friend or the intern? I couldn't talk to the intern. It was okay. it. That was it for her. Like, done. Done. Finito. Like, we're never, ever going to be cool again. You fucked my friend's husband. That's crazy. Did she mess up their relationship? Their relationship was already messed up, clearly, if he would do that. Right. Exactly. You know? But certain things like that, I don't believe in. But, oh, back to slow it out. Then I found out one of my friends lets her boyfriend pee in her mouth. What? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so disgusting, but she was like, "Yeah, I let him pee in my mouth." You gotta drink mad water like for two days. Like he can't. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I pee. I'm see. You know, I see, pee you by accident. He, he heard him. No, right? no, he no, did. no. He said, "I pee." I, I pee by accident. Like you know, you realize honestly when a guy comes, uh-huh. this is turning into lip service now. So you squirted. <laughs> when a guy when a guy comes, like if you come, if you a girl, squirted. if a girl would allow you the pleasures of coming in her mouth, mm-hmm. right? And uh, shout out to all the girls that do do that because I know it's not easy for many to do that, right? But the girls that do that, I remember one time what happened was when I'm about to come, I didn't realize some of it was pee. I didn't know you could come and pee at the same time. I didn't time. either. I feel like he's just No, I'm being, I'm being dead serious. It's when you got that baby remote. Then <laughs> nah, baby happen. remote. This is a good drill, man. Good, good I don't know if that drill man. is that good. <laughs> but, it might but, be a Phillips. I, I would think that you couldn't pee when you're hard. Like no, that. but sometimes I'll be honest with you, like, like, like I've always been like a... a um, the girls I mess with over the years, I've always been like very like attentive to them. Mm-hmm. I- I'm that type of guy. Like I'm, I'm, I love being attentive to them. But at the same time, I feel bad for certain shit. Like when you start coming in a girl's mouth and they're like, and I'm like, damn, like just take a cup. Hey, hold on, just spin yeah. the cup. Forget about that shit. Don't smile. No, because some listen when what when you hell? come. <laughs> oh wait, wait! Use the champs. You take the whole load. I'm trying to figure out how much you that have. That sounds like a lot. Yeah, like first of all, you can never, con- you never know how much of a load nuts? there is. Where did this go? I don't understand how we. <laughs> how we that sounds like a lot. Right, it's like, like I'm well, looking. Well, I mean, Get listen. The what do they call that? The money shot. You have a money shot every time. <laughs> Not a money shot. The money shot's a picture of a vagina to me, but you know, but. <laughs> I mean, yo. I mean, I mean. Let's be real. I mean, have you ever swallowed? I mean, yes. And, okay. Why Sometimes, you like you like a no, no, no. I don't want to say that to her oh. because I don't treat her like that. But I'm, I'm just <laughs> no. But I'm, I'm being honest. Yes, you never know. You never know what's like. If sometimes you're gonna take a dick. I feel like you should be, you know, like that person enough that you would swallow. Fuck. I don't. Uh, not all. Internet, pay attention. Sometimes to you just gotta let it run out your mouth and make him like listen. Well, that's just a different vision. I don't want it. So want I've it. had girls. I, I have it. girls who swallowed and swallowed the whole thing, and I had girls who swallowed and then ran out the room to the bathroom. You hit them like, ah, you know, spitting up in the in, what did in, you in have? the sink. Asparagus. Asparagus <laughs> is crazy. They give you that stinky. Thing. No, but I, I want to be real with you. If you don't have sex, with say, say, say I don't have sex for a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Just say. Or masturbate. Or masturbate. When I do come, it's like overload. Right. So when if a girl swallows, that, I guess that's the point I was trying to make. Okay. That it's like you, like She's humongous. A champ. Yeah. Okay. But do I don't feel, know how we ended up over. Do here, you feel but. guilty when you? Because Angela Yee did it to us. I never feel guilty. I was when I was married. I would have. I was. Let me tell you something. When I was married to the first girl, my first marriage. I didn't get married again, but my first time I was married. This girl was a freak. 
Mm-hmm. We had sex all the time. I would still jerk off. <laughs> I swear to God, we would fuck all day. The last time I fucked like at night, like say nine o'clock, she's going to bed. I'm talking about crazy, like fucking where like we drop things on the bed would fall, things would fall off the bed. We broke statues, picture but frames. But you had to masturbate. And when I afterwards, I would have to masturbate. Why? You know why? I'm gonna be honest with you. Me, not only because I'm horny, my mind races so much. Mm-hmm. Jerking off helps down. me go to sleep. Okay. Like you know, either yeah. that or Xanax. Like my mind's always racing. Like I'm thinking about this. You can't this. give her that second round. I gave her multiple rounds. But I'll be honest you with so you. Upset it's all about the relationship between I'm gonna be you honest with you. From a guy's perspective, I'm gonna be honest with you. When you're fucking, when you're with a girl for a long time, like I, I did, like my ex, I did at that time. Obviously, I loved her, I cared about her, I thought she was hot, sexy. But I'll be honest with you. How much could you fuck a girl? That you, you got to think of something else. Yeah, I had but to you go, masturbate with yourself all the time. I had to masturbate and think about her sister. Or her cousin. Jeez. Or the girl I used to mess with before that. Why not? Our no, I'm being real. I'm, I'm being real. Why? Because I had to think of something different. You, you already have that. Listen, I'll be honest with you. But her show sister? Me a, show me a girl that's hot as fuck. I'll show you a guy that's tired of fucking Yeah, her. but then right. I can show you magazines of bitches that are not her I, sister. Yeah, and, and, and I'll come <laughs> and in them and, can, like, and they'll be that. stuck you close. You're thinking about her sister. That's her sister not... was hot. So why did you marry her? I married her because... Wasn't happy. Was happy. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I had a kid with her. I had a kid with her. I married her. We had a great relationship, but that doesn't take away from my sister being hot. Okay. And me, and I felt like jerking off was my private time to imagine, right. you know, these without things. Without cheating. Yeah, without cheating. cheating. Do you want to get married, Angela? Yeah, um, I think so. Because it's hard for Capricorns. Like, yeah, I think I you would. You guys are so focused. Most hard for people. I don't feel like marriage is absolutely necessary. I could be with somebody like forever and not get married. You know, I'm not, like to me, I know this sucks because I'm so practical. I would rather spend money like buying a house than um, having a wedding. Well, I tweeted this like, first of all, it's so funny you say that. I tweeted this before and I think I spoke about this on a podcast before. People worry too much about getting married and forget about being in love right. and, and what it takes to work. People have seventy-five, fifty, seventy-five, hundred thousand dollars weddings and then go rent an apartment. Right. Why not have a $10,000 fucking wedding and fucking get a 60000 on, on, on a down payment on a house and I'll own get, something? I'll get me some sponsors, though. We're going to have a wedding. We're going to have an after sure. party. Hen- Hennessy. Hennessy. <laughs> Hennessy. We're going to have a flyaway. <laughs> Hennessy going to sponsor that. You get a vacation, you know, a spa. All I got to do is post two posts on Instagram. From the- <laughs> get a Vera Wang or something fly for your wedding gown. My lady yes. now, my lady now, me and her go through this all the time. And because I took so long to marry her, she gets mad at me sometimes. She's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get married no more. And I'm like, look. She's lying. No, she is lying. She's a Leo. She's lying. She's, she's a Virgo. She's no, she, no, she's, she's August, Leo. August 2nd. Leo, okay. testing you. But here's the thing. I will get married to her. But mm-hmm. like you said, I'm, trust me, I've been with her. What changes? When you get married. Well, I'm going to tell you why. Charlamagne said he got married because his daughter was like, why don't um, you and mommy have the same last yes. name? See? Yes, I could pitch it. I, I see that. And, that. and that could be a problem. From You have a cute little baby, and it's nice to have a family, and everybody has the same last name. And it's kind of like And they can like go security. to school and be like, my parents are married. Yeah. That's how the white people do it. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm a, not your typical process. white person. We know. No, but, you know, I, I, I do. It, it, it's it's The problem is people, people here's, here's the thing. People get married and think everything changes, Angela. Right. Nothing changes. If you're with somebody, are you with somebody? Are you with somebody? Yes. Okay. So you're with somebody, right? Boom. You get married. Do you think everything... How long have you been with him? Two years. Okay. And she lit up a little bit when you said it. Like, she trying to be like... She was like, yes. 
Is this another? Was this a Comcast guy this time? No, it's not an industry. Well, she was a Verizon before. Oh yeah, got you. Good one. But 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 we'll get back to it. If I was gonna do cable, it would be Cablevision, so it could benefit me because Cablevision at home. Cable guy. (laughs) But but um no, I just think that you know when you're with somebody and 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 y'all love each other and and y'all build together and 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 care for each other. When you get married, that's just a piece of paper certifying. I'm going to tell you what the problem is, is that people live together and do all of these things like they are married before they get married. Right. I call my lady my wife. And that's why it doesn't feel any, any different. Right. I call my lady, my but wife, that's, to other I think people. that's really what it is. You know, they had, they had did this study, and it says that people who live together before they get married have a higher rate of divorce than people who don't move in together till they get married. See? And they said that's because... You don't have the mentality. You have the mentality that if this doesn't work out, I could just leave, just like you did when you just used to live together, and that's why. And I do feel like sometimes people act like they're married and they're not, and that probably affects. That's Are y'all living married. together? After no. The two- See, so she's doing it right traditionally. And so I think I think things would be really different. Yeah, but then when you, you for, let me tell you something. If you want to be with somebody. You have to live with them mm-hmm. because you don't know how they are once you live with them. They may be some nasty motherfuckers. You know when you come. Keep you should mind. know enough though. You could spend a week. But keep with in mind them. when you, you come. Spend two yeah, weeks but there you go to their house. They come to your house. Yeah, but that's all good. Let me no, tell you it's something. It's more honorable that way because at the end of the day, she's right. It becomes why buy the cow when you're getting the milk for free. Like you don't have to give everything, and you want to cherish your your union. And I kind of like I don't care about marriage because I I feel the same way as far as love first. However, after a certain amount of time you should take that 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 extra step because two things god forbid something happens to that person you want to be the first in command right if if you've been together that long if you really care about that person that much like i'm the one like after your mother is me and now it's me so i want this give me my ring Mm -hmm. because like i love you and the same thing for the man if you really love her that's your one you want everybody to know you're gonna like it's not about the ring it's about the union and saying like this before God is the one no I know what you're saying and I'm not against people living together and not being married but I'm saying I do feel like if I were to get married yes things would change because we don't live together and I do feel like people act like they're married when they're not right they play a house you know what I'm saying you know what I'm I'm a victim I'm I'm a a culprit I'm a culprit of that because then you'll say if you got married what's gonna change because y'all already act married hello I need to get married but here's the problem here's the problem here's the problem and I said this before financially I'm not where I where where I want to be and I don't want to go I I got married before last time I had a wedding but I did it in in the beginning I did it in City Hall I don't want to do that shit again I want to do better and don't get me wrong I don't want to have this big extravagant wedding but I do want to have I want to have something to celebrate better because but y'all in love you could have told her to pack a white dress when you was on that cruise Vegas and y'all could have did something lit on the boat (laughs) (laughs) I'm Millie Rock you know it's always good if you do like a destination wedding because that way it's a lot smaller and then we call home like hello ma no, yeah. no, no, you tell your family to come. It's a lot smaller, though. So it's not like yeah, you have to spend If I call my much. mother, she, she, I'm like, yeah, Ma, what you, yeah, I'm cooking the meatballs. Yeah, Ma, listen, uh, I got to tell you something. Uh, I got married. What? No, no, no. Well, I'm no, saying you plan it in advance. Okay, okay, okay. You know, but I do feel like if you feel like this is who I want to be with forever and this is who I love, it probably would mean a lot to her to change her last name and to walk out and have that ring, you know, and be like, that's my husband. And it feels different to say... That's my boyfriend than it does to say that's True. my husband. Or baby daddy. Right. That's right. my baby, baby daddy. daddy we love worst. each that other. That means that it's, it's no, on the rocks. Yeah, but well, you got to keep that's in mind. That's my son's father. Yeah, yeah. It starts getting super, super funny. <laughs> it starts getting super funny when you do it. And keep in mind, too, 
you know, I know, I know she wants to worry about the last name because my son is, uh, you know, he's, he's mixed. Obviously she's mm-hmm. Trinidadian, you know, I'm Italian, but you know, he's light skinned and he's mixed. So she's like, I don't want anyone to think he's not my kid, you know, right. especially <laughs> if they don't have a different last name. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but anyway, anyway, I don't know how the hell we uh, got think, all the way yeah. here. I don't know. Where, you know what? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Yeah, it's, getting, it's, it's getting hot. We'll take a break. Internet, you listen to the Premium P Show with Miss Listen Knows. We're sitting with Andrew Yee, chopping up about everything. Everything from radio to sex to marriage. They, they, they pressing me. Listen, smoke, that a, happen, smoke right? a blunt, grab, grab some ice cream, grab some chips. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Ow. Chit-chit. Yo, Internet, the Premium P Show is now in your air holes. Miss Listen Knows got on the jumper filled with love. Aren't you tired of having razor bumps? Elevate your shaving, ladies. It's time to get bevel. It's the first and only shaving system created for coarse, curly, natural hair. Yes, you, with the curly box. It's for us. With the curly box. Listen, I'm telling you right now, dermatologists approve. It's proven to reduce razor bumps. Internet, listen. The first time I used Bevel, Miss Lissa, mm-hmm. okay, that shit was so smooth. Man, that shit felt like like almond milk on my fucking face. You that's understand? That's right, and that's why nine out of ten Bevel customers return. It's all about coming back. Shout out to Tristan Walker. Ow. Shout out to the whole Bevel family. Shout out to Nas. Shout out to Nas. What did he say about that? He only needs one mic and one razor, and that's the Bevel system. He said, "My signature fade." With the bevel blade. Oh, that what he said? He said that too. That's right. Listen. So, internets, listen. Get bevel at G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com. Use code Pete for 20% off. Shave smarter. Get bevel. Cheer. Get that 20% off. Black hair matters. Stop fucking around. Now back to the show. Internets, and we're back. I'll tell you, you know, one thing that we didn't even go over yet, I want to go over, is how you you were managing people at one time. Oh, yeah. Which is like babysitting. No disrespect, but it's right. like, almost, it's, it's a lot of work to it's do a that. Lot of, it's like putting your life before mine. Exactly. And you manage Jizza mm-hmm. and Jay Electronica. Yes. Let's start with uh, Jay Electronica. How did that even happen? Um, well, I knew Jay Electronica for a while. Randomly, like... He did a photo shoot for Greedy Genius. He was the photographer. Greedy Genius, my God. Remember Greedy Genius? Those are the most horrible sneakers yeah, ever. I ever. Mikael yeah. and Joseph I and everybody that was involved with that shoot. So the colorways were crazy, <laughs> both. if you think about it. But, I mean, okay. It Shout worked out to at Greedy that time, yeah, I yeah. think, you know. Um, <laughs> so he was the photographer, uh-huh. and uh, him and his boy Ringo. And so that's how I met him. And that's when he was living with Erica in Brooklyn. Okay. So when I was leaving, I was going back to Brooklyn, and I dropped them off. And that's how we got cool. And so Ringo would always hit me up and be like, hey, I, we got some music from Jay Electronica. I didn't even know he was an artist when I first met him. And so um, they sent me some music, and I was going to put him on the segment I had, Don't Quit Your Day Job, which was for, like, unsigned artists. On um, what, Serious? Yeah, when I was at Serious. A lot of people did that segment, by the way. Drake like who? was on it before he got signed. Who? Drake. Really? Yeah. You got to hear that's online, too, if you Google it. That's dope. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um who else was on it? Machine Gun Kelly. Really? Was on there before he got signed. When I met Machine Gun Kelly, he was like, I remember I was 16 years old and I was so excited. I did that segment and you were so nice to me. <laughs> but people would call in and like be like, oh, that was whack or that was great. I loved it or keep pushing. Oh, you was doing the first feedback before the feedback was, okay, I got you. Yeah, so it was cute. It was nice. It was something for like unsigned artists from all over. But anyway... um, so that's how I met Jay Electronica. And then he said he was, he left, and then he said he was moving back to Brooklyn. So he hit me and he was like, you know, I'm really going to do this music thing and I'm trying to find management. So, you know, and if you could help me also find an apartment. 
So I was like, cool. You know, I was, um, he found an apartment and then he was trying to put together management. But then he was like, I want to put together a whole team of people. So it was like me and three other people. He, Jay's very random. Mm -hmm. Like, I never was like, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. He was just like, this is what I'm thinking is going to be my team. It's going to be you, this person, this person, this person. We're all going to meet. Uh, you're available on this day. So next thing I know, I'm like part of Jay Electronica's management team. But Out then, of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. I, I would, but I'm always down to help. Like I told him, like, whatever you need. I think you're very talented. If I could help you in any way. I have a full-time job. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be busy. So you had the but, opportunity to do it. But yeah, I believed in him and I felt like he, you know, he could do some great things. So after a while, it ended up just being me left still. <laughs> the Capricorn. <laughs> Managing him. And I was actually setting up meetings for him with other people to potentially manage him. You know, so like we met with Chris Lighty, with Kevin Lyles, with, um, it was a bunch of different people. And were they impressed by him at the time? No, they wanted to manage him. That's why we met. Like they were coming to us like, hey... You know, but he didn't want them. I think he just never really locked in on anything. I think Jay is like very reluctant when it gets time to sign some papers. You know, I was just helping him out. But when it's like, okay, here's the paperwork, then it's like, oh, I don't, you know, is that what's holding him back? Well, no, he has stuff signed. He has no, but he's like really ill. I'm not even saying like he's, but I just feel like there's so many rappers, like certain artists that are just not getting their just due, and he's one of them. Yeah, but he hasn't put anything out. Like him, fabulous. But that's what I'm saying. Like, just like, like, just certain rappers. There's like, what is hindering that? Right. But it's times. himself. He hinders himself. I think. Yeah. As far as you know, having that uh, material out there. I mean, he just did a song that's on Chance the Rapper's album. You know, he'll do things here and there, but he has music that's like done and ready to go. I think. I think if you're not talking about a situation that's like Wayne's, like where he, you know, he feels like defeated. You know, as far as making new music, I feel like with Jay, I'm going to compare him to like an Andre 3000. And what I mean by that is like, if if he doesn't have to rap, mm -hmm. he don't want to. Right. And I feel like I, I've heard that. I've been around camps, you know, with Andre that have told me like, yo, the most beautiful thing is like, if he, you know, he wants to rap because he wants to rap. Think about Hove. Mm -hmm. He raps when he wants to rap. Right. Because he's in a position to do that. But at least he wants to quite frequently. <laughs> and wait, are you saying it's the Badu box? Because they mm. both have that in common. He's married. Too. He reminds is me he, of. I don't even know if he's with that billionaire that. girl too. Still. Oh, Kate? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I was just in Detroit. I saw Jay over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I had a chance to hang out with him then. Um, I don't know. Listen, to be honest, like I just let Jay do his thing. No, of course. I realized that like you can't force him. I can't be like, dude, you got to do this. You got It's going to make him not do it even more. I remember when the first time I met Jay it may have been back um, 2009 and uh, he came in. I was running a store down in Soho and he came in with my man Frank Miller, who has rappers I know dot com and FWMJ. Some people know him by. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was wearing slippers, no socks, no nothing. <laughs> Bunions. Toes out, nails out, and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I was like, "Yo, Jay, you need to you you need a pair of kicks, and we want him getting him something fresh." He was so reluctant. Like, I don't know if I want a pair of sneakers. I'm like, "Yo, you're not buying a house," and uh, we want to get him. And, and he never forgot. I was telling you earlier that I remember when um, I haven't seen him in years, and then um, A3C did a Pimp C tribute, mm -hmm. and me and Bun were backstage getting ready to go. He, you know, Bun was getting ready to go on, 
And Jay was hugging Bun, and he was like, oh, shit, is that Premium P? <laughs> and he came over, and, you know, and, and we bullshitted him, and, and we connected that whole weekend, and it was good to see him. And, and you know, he was like, yo, he just, from what he told me that time, he was like, yo, I'm, I'm tired of people asking me about music, man. Yeah, he is. You know? But he's an artist. That's what people ask him. I know. It's kind of You know what? Like, yeah. You'll be tired when people don't ask you about music. Exactly. That's, and you'll be like, damn it, somebody care. But Not there's got to be a bigger reason. And at right. the end of the day, that's that man's reason. You know, I know people are mad. People, people are almost treating uh, Jay Electronica putting out more music like detox. <laughs> right? You know, we'll get that. You know, next generation, next lifetime. Right. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's it's a sticky situation because it's like you're talking about an artist, and then you're like, why would you expect music from me? Because you're an artist. You know. <laughs> so you're it's your right. Job. <laughs> I guess. But anyway, you know. Um, when you, I remember you mentioned when they did the exig- exhibit C, him and Just Blaze. They, the, and just says in the beginning, what does he say? That, oh, at the end he says, uh, morning after world premiere. That was my show on Sirius. Yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, I never put that together. Yeah, I had told Jay, I said, go in the studio and do a song so I could premiere it on the morning show. That's so dope. Yeah, and he ended up doing Exhibit C. And he, I don't think he ever finished it, so the next morning I was supposed to premiere it and it wasn't done. And so I think a little bit later, Just Blaze just put it together and put it out. And that's, you know, just randomly with Tony Touch as serious just played it and it just took off just blazed to the rescue I mean mm-hmm. that song he's that- like that though remember he came in here and just started like banging out buttons and he was like I got this it was like okay okay <laughs> yeah just think? on one of our episodes where just came by um, he took super long to get here and then when he got here I was looking for him outside and he was already in here and then when I came in I was like yo we gotta get the engineer he's like don't worry about it I got it I started yeah. the episode already I, did it or he, I, was yeah. like, yeah. I love your different sitting um, stances yeah 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 <laughs> well, <laughs> for internets that don't know um, <laughs> his box gets uncomfortable he gotta well you know what it is bussy gotta adjust the bus hey, 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 listen, when you're holding a, a package, like, the, you know, mine, you know, you, you can't just sit a certain way. Yeah. It gets uncomfortable. A few different positions. And, and no, internet. I sit, uh, what do you call that, Indian uh, yeah. style? Indian style, I may cross a leg, I may, listen, I'm all Show over the place. Show a thigh, sit on the sink. It's your boy, Premium Pete. Which is it? How'd that happen? Um, I used to work for Wu-Tang, so okay. that was my first job. That's was, right, that's right. I worked there when I was in school, and then when I got out of school, that was my first did, job. Wait, 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 hold on. How did that even happen, when you worked for Wu-Tang? Randomly, our boy Scotty, who owns Engine Room Audio, Shout out to Scotty. how that happened. So, <laughs> Scotty was like, oh, I want you to go intern for my boy who works at Wu-Tang Management. And I was like, okay. But I had they had such a reputation for being like wild and crazy, I didn't really want to do it. So and you I, don't smoke weed, right? No, I, I didn't even smoke weed. I remember you saying one time, I think when we had you um, on the other show, I remember you saying um, that uh, that the place stunk of weed when you were there or something like that. I actually had to put signs up, like, no weed during business hours. <laughs> they were like, who put these signs like, what up? What hours like, are those? <laughs> we in the late night hours. <laughs> how, was, how was ODB? when uh, Did he ever oh, stop by? Yes, all the time. Aww. First of all, ODB used peace. to call there and... He would ask for me because I was the person that was like, I was assistant to the CEO. Okay. So I had everybody's checkbooks up there, right? So his baby mamas used to call me all the time and be like, I need a check. Dirty told me to call you to get a check. And I'm like, I can't just write a check. The checkbooks are here, but I can't sign the check for you, you know? So he would just direct <laughs> Dirty. everybody to me. Dirty told me to get on your check. Yeah, it Child would support. really be like that. So he would, he would call the office, right, and tell me, I need some petty cash. 
And I'd be like, we don't have petty cash here laying around. I don't know what you think this is. <laughs> so then he would curse me out and hang up. Then he would call back and I wouldn't answer the phone. They'd be like, Angela, Dirty wants to talk to you. And I'd be like, nope, not answering, not answering. Then he would call back, call back, call back. Then he would change his name. <laughs> and I would get on the phone. And like what? Like, what did he just... just Robert Houston. And he would be like, I'm sorry, my little princess. I did not mean Aww. to yell at you like that. He <laughs> <laughs> he just I think Dirty was a he was really a funny funny person he Big told baby the, Jesus the best stories you know great personality he really liked attention yeah I remember when he was on TRL and <laughs> somebody called in and they were like yo now that you're like a celebrity there's a couple other people that were like what are you gonna do like to give back he's like nothing, nothing. <laughs> he's like but I'll give you a shout out <laughs> uh, yo ODB I'll tell you one thing I don't <laughs> think there has been somebody who kept it as real as ODB did. I do feel like honored to know him and to have met him and been around him. I remember um, we had did this. I still think I have this video footage at home somewhere. Jizzy was doing a video shoot and Dirty was on the hook. And we didn't think he was going to show up because he didn't show up to his own video shoot the day before. Mm. But he showed up to Jizz's video shoot. He knew better. He was in it and everything. And the only reason they couldn't put the video out was because Sylvia Rohn, his label, would not clear it because they were mad that he didn't go to his own video. That's whack. So they were like, no. They was on a petty cash. Yeah. So. What about uh, out of all the Wu members? I mean, who was some? Who was some? You know, like that you built the best relationship with? Obviously, Jizza was. Yeah. You know, um, my guy Ghostface. I love Ghost. I love Raekwon. Me and Raekwon are really cool. Raekwon. Raekwon is like. Uh, He's just full out of a wisdom, you know. Every time I see him, like he's just—he's just really a good, heartfelt, like you know. He's—he's he's the nicest person. Yeah, yeah. Like if you see him, he's super cool. You know, Ray and Ghost still hang out together all the time. I yeah. actually did something with them in Florida and um, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, like not too long ago. So I still talk to them, and um, obviously Method Man. I remember when I first met Method Man, I did not like him. I thought he was so rude. <laughs> But it's him joking, and I didn't get it because I, you know, when I first met him, I was like, "What is his problem?" Like, you know, because he would just talk crazy to you. But it's just Method Man, like being jokey, jokey. So you didn't get his sense of humor. Yeah, because he would. Um, what did, I'm trying to remember what he used to do, and I used to be like, "What is wrong with him?" And then one of the other um, people that worked there were like, "That just means he's cool with you if he talks to you like that." Maybe he, he had a little crush. You know no, it wasn't get. that. I can't even remember what he did, but I remember not realizing at that time how huge Method Man was. And one day he came in the office, and the office was um, on 12th Street and University, and he was like, hey, welcome me to the bank. And I'm like, all right. He was like, well, maybe we should call a cab. It was only three blocks away. I was like, dude, you could walk three blocks. But when I tell you it took an hour because everybody was stopping him on the street, I didn't realize, like, Method Man was huge at the yeah, time. Yeah, like, you, you got to see that in person. Everybody knew him. So I'm just thinking, we could walk three blocks, no big deal. But I was so irritated. I was just standing there while he was stopping and everybody was right. taking pictures. You know, but he enjoyed it. Like, he always enjoyed people just knowing him and showing him love. So how did, you, how did you get out of the management? Like, you know, you, you, you did Jizza, you did um, J-Otronica. How did you get out of the management? Right? I have to manage myself. Yeah. And so people would ask me, um, and I'm like, I can't do it because I'm so busy, like, handling my own business that it's hard for me to... I think when you manage somebody, you have to really be committed to saying, this is more important than anything else I have going on. Sure. You have to be like, I will drop whatever I have to do and drive to Atlanta to pick up a, <laughs> a thumb drive for you and drive back if I need to. 
That's management. That's you saying anything you need, I'm going to get it done and figure it out. Right. I can't do that because I have so much stuff I need to do for myself. I don't have the time to dedicate to somebody else's career. So I, I have to be realistic in saying, while I might think you're great and I would love to work with you, I really don't have enough time. And it's an uphill climb. You know, it's like, it's a process. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like people start off in their school to run. You know what right. I mean? Like, like it's, it's, it's a process and there's a lot of time money doesn't come in for a minute. But you actually introduced Jay Electronica to Jay-Z, right? Oh, I was at um, Julie Greenwald's birthday dinner at the Spotted Pig. And Jay-Z was there. And when I saw him, I was like, Jay Electronica was a couple blocks away. It was my brother's birthday, and he was out with my brother. So we were in the meatpacking district. So I saw Jay-Z, and I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to go get Jay Electronica, and I'm going to make him come here because I think it would be good for them to meet each other. You know, somehow, some way, something could happen. So I called Jay Electronica. I'm like, okay, you got to come here. Jay-Z's here. He's like, no, I look a mess. I was like, you always look a mess. (laughs) I was like, that's you. That's your thing. Embrace it, you know. So um, I go get him because he wasn't going to just come. So I go to where they are. I walk there because it was only a few blocks away. I go get him. I'm like, come on, we got to go. We got to go. So I bring him over there, walk him in, introduce him to Julie Greenwald. And then he goes over and starts talking to Jay-Z. And I just, you know, stood back and let them have their whole conversation. And then he sent Jay-Z a track and Jay-Z put a verse on it and sent it right back like two days later. That's dope. Mm Mm-hmm. Did Jay ever say anything to you, uh, Jay-Z, say anything to you after, after you seen him over the time? He say about, thank you for introducing him, because he did sign him to Rock Nation. Yeah, regardless. he did, actually. And a lot of people were trying to sign him at that time, and he ended up going with Jay-Z, because that's, you know, obviously a big deal. Like, right. Did they send you a bottle of haste or anything? Hell no. Really? <laughs> they only sent Charlemagne this shit. What the fuck? Yeah, no, I didn't get anything. But, you know, I listen, I don't do stuff because I want to get something out of it. Like I said, me at that time, I was just really trying to be helpful like to him, because I felt like he deserved it, and I still feel like... He does. So Jay Electronica still calls me like, hey, I don't want to do this. I want to do that. And I'll still help. That crazy fuck. But that's the kind of person you are. You like, to me, honestly, you always come off. You like a sister. Right. You come off as somebody who has your best interest in mind. And you're like, yo, <laughs> you know what? You. <laughs> and that's why I told you, you managing, even though you got to worry about your own career, probably would allow someone like Jay Electronica to do more because it probably trusts you more. Because it's like, yo, you know what? This ain't a, a, one of my you know guys that are t- telling me to do some fuck shit. Right. People are always weary about that. And I feel like, you know, that's a good thing. But you know what? Do your parents even know what the fuck you do? Yeah, they know. No, I know they, they hear you on the radio, but do they know what you do? <laughs> Why are you acting like her parents? Like, oh, Daniel's son. What does Adelie... Oh, what does she do? Hujiza. Hujiza. Shekisha, what does that daughter do? Actually, yo, is that your father on the Jizza? Um, no. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. I'm sorry. You know what's funny? My dad, like, he won't know who people are, but my dad manages a dentist's office. My uncle's a dentist, right? So I bought Jay Electronica there because I don't think he ever been to the dentist. <laughs> my dad was He should have like, went to jail to get his teeth my fixed. My dad was like, what the fuck was wrong with your teeth? <laughs> but no, my parents, the only thing I hate is that my dad like Googles me. And I'm like, don't do that. Oh my it's God. it's not going to be positive. It's great that you said that, don't Angela. Don't Google me. I don't care. I don't Google me. And I tell my dad, don't you Google me because Google you're not going to nothing good. Yeah. You saying that is a great segue. I know you said you hate it, but I want to play a game with you called <laughs> Believe It or Not. Really? Okay. Yes. Is that like Ripley's? Uh... Kind of like Ripley's, but okay. you know, I like to play with the words and I figured I did exactly like your dad. Okay. I Googled you. Oh, Lord. Things popped up. So I just want you to tell the audience. She said, she said oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what's true and what's not true. Okay. I mean, and if you pass, you got to take a shot. Of wine? 
you gonna have to drink the oh, whole cup. So we, you know, you got those henny, them henny livers. So we want to make sure that you, that you get all drunk. But yeah, so let's okay. do it. So our first one is you and Trey songs have relations either having going right now or around January. That's what was popping off. A hundred percent, definitely not. That would be good, though. That would be cute. Ooh. You could be a good mustache. No, no, no. Imagine him that. singing to you. <laughs> no? I, I don't barely ever even see Trey songs unless I see him, like, at a club or something. So, okay. no. We they was talk. linking you because even Fab kind of, like, spilled a little tea. That's, I'm going to tell you the truth about that. Okay. Is that they had a dinner for Trey songs, and everybody, like, the you know, his management, whatever, called and invited me. It was a whole bunch of people there. Kaiser was there, the label. So I stopped by the dinner, and when I was there, I get, I went to say goodbye because I had to leave, and I gave Trey a hug, and he pulled me onto his lap, and Fab snapped a picture. Mm. So that's his way of like making a joke. Cause and he, when he's he always came like, down, I have that picture of you know. When he was on the show, he also said a little thing, right? I when think, he was on Breakfast Club, he like slid it in. Don't whoa, try to slide in. He was like whoa, me, whoa, Angela's having fuck? sex. I think he was kidding. I know, but you but know how you you haven't seen How to Be a Player when he was like, <laughs> I'm, he was joking, but he was telling the truth. That wasn't like one of those true. I think the idea of it is probably. I'm, th- I'm here for it. That's why no. I'm, for people I'm team to that. listen to. But well, okay, no Trey songs in it. Okay. But yo, on, actually, one second. On a side note, I got. I, I on a side note, you I got some know. tea. No, no, no. I, it's funny because I did take a picture of this when when I said we're gonna have Andrew yawn. I was like, uh, let me take a picture. So of this. why you look for it? You have no, over no, two thousand pairs of shoes. Two thousand? Yeah, that's what. I don't think so. No, no? I don't have over two. She does have a lot of shoes. Let me tell you something. Every time I see her, she has some crazy either whether it be boots, shoes, platform sneakers. She's, <laughs> she hates listen. my shoes today. Yeah, I don't like her shoes today. They look like some paper mache. They're fun. Shit. They're just fun. Internet. We'll put I'm a picture a, I out. Conversational I bought pieces. these one day because my shoes were hurting my feet, and I went into Intermix and just bought these. I think they're cute because I wanted sneakers, and I was just like, ah, whatever. Are you more of a tomboy or are you like the girly girl? Probably a tomboy. Yeah, but you dress, when you dress up, like that, that's one thing I do, and, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, but that's one thing I do admire about you. Obviously, you, you are pretty, but the thing is that like when you, you, you could dress down like homegirl status, and then there's times I've seen you, you put on a dress and you crush it. Like, you know, you look more elegant, you know? So yeah, you have you, two you ways to you. You look more elegant. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, no, you do. Thank you. I'm I here for it. it. I prefer uh, a hoodie. You and <laughs> Erica Mena. Have unresolved issues. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I barely, I don't even know this girl. I think she just was, you know, beefing with me because she needed whole, a little attention. The whole situation with one of my co-hosts and whatever, whatever. So you but, can't trust her though, because even now she's like talking ish about her ex-fiance, the uh, artist formerly known as Bow Wow. Listen, I don't know the girl. I don't care to know her. It. I'm loyal to the people. I'm loyal to these hoes. Ain't loyal. I could care less. Like, okay. Nothing. It doesn't affect my life. What else? What else? You getting this money because your net worth is two million and your salary is six hundred thousand. Can I borrow twenty dollars? Um, net worth. Okay, I'm gonna say this. (laughs) Get it, girl. You better talk that mogul talk. She about to get Mm calling on us. My house in Brooklyn that I bought is worth probably like about four hundred thousand more than what I paid for it. Okay, which is good. So that probably figures into that. Plus, I bought three houses in Detroit. And and on a side note, I'm so proud of you because I remember you telling me I think about a year ago that you bought your father no, you bought, bought your father, father a car, car yeah 
And I love, I love that you did that because you surprised him. He had no idea. He didn't know. He thought he was test driving it. Yeah, and then you told him it was his, and and, and that he was dope. He, and I bought it outright, so he didn't have to make payments or anything. So he was you like, "You're a good daughter. You're the favorite immediately <laughs> for that day." Because I was tired. He had like um, masking tape holding his car together. It was bad. Wait, please. Wait, it's my your dad fa- is cheap. Yo, it, what's his sign? He's a Capricorn also. Oh, he's yeah, super yeah, cheap. How to, and I yeah. was like, I'm going to get my dad a brand new car. I don't know when he's had a brand new car. Hey, listen, the Chinese, uh, so, some of them are, are, are like soldiers, man. I respect them. They're like, we'll put a mask and tape here. No problem. No, you he know? had tape That's all over black. it. It was my uncle's old Volvo. Uh, bo- listen, Volvos really don't bad. break down. Those things are metal like a motherfucker. Well, listen, it was a mess. I was like, you cannot be driving this. It's embarrassing. But, Listen, talking but, about you, my but you know what? As you're saying that with salary, not that I want to know your salary. That may be too much information. But I just slid you like a salary type of thing. Mm-hmm. I slid her a paper. According to Google, that's your age. Okay. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. I'm here for it. I need everybody in your business. But... <laughs> I like that she slid a piece of paper. Yeah, because we were talking about negotiations. Yeah. Everybody don't need to know everything. No, what I want to know is this, though. When you started with Breakfast Club, right, and mm-hmm. you had uh, a salary, mm-hmm. how did you, you obviously got a raise, right? Yep. And and, and, and was, did you shoot for double, <laughs> triple? He always want to know people money. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I want to know because those time, those decision makes, you know, like, I feel like you, you, you basically, you whatever you could go in and get, is, is is what you're worth i feel like people have to fight like like you have to push for what you want you know and it's not easy and and I, even like me i feel like over the years like if i take a certain amount of money and i start low it's so hard to go higher that's true yeah but i think first of all and i tell you this and miss listen those in particular women don't ask for raises enough and a lot of times, I need you in my life, Angela. Can we just be like the preacher's wife? And a lot of times we need to go in there and say, okay, not I need a raise, but I deserve a raise. And it's very important to do that sometimes. A lot of pe- people in general don't do that, but women more than men. Because we don't know how to, and do that. How do we do because it? Because we feel like people are going to come to us and be like, okay, it's that time of the year. You're going to get your 1% get raise. Get 1% raise, yeah. Right. No, you have to say... Hey, so I started here, and when I first started, and when I went to Sirius, I'm not going to lie, I was only making $50,000 when I first started, and then I ended up, after the first year, getting a $10,000 bonus and a $20,000 raise, because I went in there and asked for it, Uh and I went in there, and I said, listen, when I first started, I never did radio before, I feel like through this past year, I've actually grown a lot. I learned a lot. I've done a lot. Here's what I've done. Here's a whole stack of articles that were written online about me. Here's other things I've had done. Here's what else besides outside of what I'm required to do, I've been doing. And I feel like I deserve a raise because of this. If there's other things that you feel like I should be doing that can help me get more money, I'm down to do that. Just let me know. So and you're telling girls... What's the time frame in which... You're not a girl. Don't do this. What's the time frame <laughs> but you're in sitting like which... <laughs> Would you stop? I Angie, like- can I call you Angie? Yes. Angela Yee, ask Yee. She knows. Is there like a, a like what's the time frame you, you should I did give? it in a year. Okay. You know, in the, after the first year. Because I was like, I'm going to grind it out with this little bit of money for a year. But after that, I got to get it. What are you signing a contract? Money. Was that um, good? No, one I didn't year? have a contract. You don't Did have you a contract? Like research no, other now people? I do, but I'm serious, I didn't. Did you research other people in that position to kind of get a figure, or, or did you just say, no, I, I just want went this? For it. Yeah. Okay. I just went for it. and I, But I did start off so low. So for them, you know, serious you're talking about yeah. or Breakfast Club? Uh, serious. That's a significant raise. Now, at the Breakfast Club, when I first started, I had a job, so 
for them to get me to leave my job, you have to offer sure. a little something. So say if you me. were making 100 they had to give you 200 Right, exactly. But how long, did you, and then you signed a contract with them? Yes, like, signed what, a contract. Two years? It's two years with an optional third when we first started. And then by the time it was time to renegotiate, though, we had a weekend show. And then, um, so that was negotiated into that. And then, you know, you get more money. And I was pretty good. Like, first of all, you don't never negotiate yourself. It should not so you be bring in someone. You. you have to have somebody who, who like who, 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 you know, whether it's a lawyer or somebody who that's their specialty, like in radio. At that time, I had somebody Angela. that was a lawyer do it, but now I have um, somebody who's a radio agent that actually is well versed. in How much do they take? Ten percent? No, definitely not that much. Five percent? She can't no. be dropping the lingo. She's no, 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 no. She negotiates. But her I will numbers. say this: it's worth it for you to pay somebody to get you more money than you could have got for yourself. Sure, I agree with that. And because you know why? And, and you know what? You couldn't say that better because we're we're scared as people to literally you don't want to give up no money. Yeah, no, but keep in mind, I'm Angela. I, can you please keep preaching to the choir? <laughs> no, but keep in mind, if you have a salary, right? Keep keep in mind, listen, right? If you have a salary. And then you you obviously want to move to another job. Right. You I always tell people, go double, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes you feel like if you go double and a half, you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to blow them. Pause. But like, I don't want to blow them out of the box. I don't want them to like, maybe not, you know, you, somebody else may see like, yo, we're going to go double, triple, you know, and they may be willing to get it. You think about it so much, you wind up underselling yourself. You don't think that? Well, I think that, um... You should ask for what you really think. You should ask for above what you think you can get. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. mother always taught me that. That way you negotiate down because they're going to offer you less. So some way, somehow you have to get to the point you want to be at. So you re-sign your contract in Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. You ask for double? Um, mm, the way that this works is that we have all kinds of bonuses also. It's hard to say exactly what we're going to get because there's bonuses and then we get money for our different markets that we're in. So for syndication. And then we get money for Revolt. Also, that's incredible. How many? How long they've been partners? Like a year. How, I think it's no been more two than years. that. Oh. And yeah. and and obviously everyone gets different salaries. I was hoping it was the same. I was hoping it. Okay, so mm-hmm. in my anointed imagination, because there's two type of contracts when it comes to like this type of thing. Mm-hmm. You have the Sex in the City, because remember Kim Cattrall and Sarah, Ka- Sarah Jessica didn't like each other because Who? Sarah was getting more. Yeah, or but you Sarah have also friends. Was like her show. But or you, Fuck Sarah. yeah, but it was. Uh, but you know, we needed Samantha, like yeah, girl, yeah, we not, did, you we know. Did. So or you have friends, where it's like they all joined together and said, "Hey, we want to get equals rates." So in my anointed imagination, you guys, it's even keel aside from the little side gigs, like right. I, you know, like yeah, we're all pretty even. Yeah. So yeah, it's just that you know what our contracts are all up at different times. Then you know, years Word? ago, I remember yeah. when when okay. when. I remember when Envy left uh, Hot 97. I remember them saying that, You gotta that, like, say the other station. What are you... We no, who cares? It doesn't matter. Who gives a 93, fuck? 23. No, but I remember when he left. I remember them saying, like, that they came to him with this Breakfast Club. Like, he's almost like the 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 point man for Breakfast Club. Is that true? Well, he was at Power before us. Okay. So, because of that, for him to leave the slot that he had to come to mornings, and I think he had, like, a whack deal when he first got there... Mm-hmm. So he was able to be like, this is what I, you know, whatever. Because he was already Yeah, more there. leverage. Right. And then for me, I think they had to woo me away from Sirius in their head. So, you know, they offered me what they offered me. Hey, listen, it's... it's and Charlamagne it's, had just got kicked off of Wendy, so he was good? Charlamagne was unemployed at the time. <laughs> Remember? He was at home like, please, he, he was please like, well, he, he the one started up the ball. Like, I think we... Oh, he, he's another one I'm proud he, of, though, because, mm-hmm. it's, you know, people, you know, it's... Listen, it's about progression and seeing people... 
you know, it, it's it's people should applaud people who have grown. Most definitely. Right. You know, and I'm proud to see your growth, and I, it's just like I'm proud to see his growth. You know, I'm proud to see your growth. And for me, what's really so dope is the fact that I never feel like you compromise who you are or like be uber sexual. Like you just are who you are right. and genuine. Like you said, you don't talk shit. It's always just facts. Like it just is what it is with you. And that is what I've always respected. And just having conversations and getting to know you, every time I leave you, I have something new that's just embedded in my head that I'm just like, you know what? I want to do better. I want to be better. Because, like, well, you are, like, a hard worker. Because it's always a pleasure to run into you when I see Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we're going to kiss each other. Listen, this is like, uh, you know what, Angela? You have become, I guess, inspiring for a lot of women. I've seen that around the Engine Room Studios. And I guess people look to you, you know, we don't ask for it as people who, and what I mean by that is people who, whatever you do, you do things. Whatever you do sometimes inspires people. Right. No matter what it is, whether you're on the breakfast club, whether you started your own podcast, or whether you just you open up a business, you know, whatever you do, you inspire people, and it's good for I think, especially women, to learn more and see more. I want to see more women yeah. have more, you know, just just being equal, especially in the workforce. You know, I remember years ago you tell me you worked, I think, in a record label where the guy was like a sexist. Oh, God, yeah. That's all of the where record was label that? guys. It was terrible. It was at um, this record label called Chief. It was when I worked for D'Angelo's label. It was it had nothing to do with D'Angelo, but it was um, the people that ran his label at Virgin. He's walking in greased up. How does it feel? See, yeah, but, D'Angelo, though. He had oh, no idea. Oh. <laughs> actually, 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 you know what? Now, now I, f- I found the thing I was talking about. Tell me if this is true or not, because now you made me do my goddamn research. I did it. Some some guy was uh, saying that, uh, I don't know what the hell is, who was the guy that claimed that he messed with you and then he came out? Or some guy. And then he came out. And then he came out? Said that, uh, some slave confession, you heard about this? Oh, that was on Bowler Is this true? Yeah, Tell I have a truth. slave in my basement. No, I don't mean slave. I'm talking about the guy. Cause, yo, listen, listen, listen. It's a great story, though. I listen to it. what this guy says, right? This guy says, he, he says... <laughs> Little half black, half Asian stunner, Angela Yee. He claims her vagina is very wet. Oh, salute to it not being dry. Yeah, thank you. Um, he also uh, says it's it's deep and it tastes like water. Al, girl, you're healthy. That's all them juices. Now let me ask you something. Does it taste like Fiji? Um, smart water. Or does it taste like the green juices at your spot? I would think smart water. You okay. Know? <laughs> okay. You got electrolytes in her, her juice. Listen, he also smart. enjoyed drinking her juices and also claims she's a freak. Once again, all very, very believable. I kind of believe that you're a freak. Okay. Like undercover, which I love. I love the undercover freak. Like I'm all here for female empowerment and yes, like do your thing and be sexual and yes. But I feel like it's something about the girl who has the hidden freak. It's something to special I just believe about in that. whatever you do, just do it really well. But I don't feel like you got to boast about it and tell about it. You know, it's one thing when it's like a female forum where it's just like, yes, like we all, we all do it. And it's another thing when you're just volunteering things or like social media or just like throwing things out that nobody asks. Like bitches are just at the water cooler and you start talking about your damn vagina. Like just certain things are like, why? Well, I mean, I agree. But also, he didn't stop this guy. Oh, he was. Okay, he got more. He said he goes on to claim he is a very dominant woman. <laughs> you dominant bastard, you. That's could be true. The type to demand her. The type to demand her man goes down on her. How dare you? How dare yeah, you I demand that? I should never that? have to demand that. How dare you? Like who demands that? You should do that. You gotta do it. Yeah. 
I feel like, here. Yeah, like I feel like it should just be even keel. That's, like yeah, it's you want like, it or if you want it, you gotta give it's it. It's funny because it's like at first they say that but you some didn't, girls just like giving it and you don't have to. Like, they say you know. They say at first you denied the rumors. Have an oral transaction. Uh, listen, I think it's a great story. Uh, to be honest, actually, my friend contacted me before they posted it. Like, do you mind? Because this is a funny one. And I was like, go ahead. I don't care. That's one thing I do like about you. Like, you don't mind. Because me, I'm so sensitive. I'll be like, bitch, no, but thank you for asking. Hell no. Yeah, but as, more, no. as more popular as you get, more people are going to make shit up about you, and not like you. And I guess like what's you. true doesn't have to be explained. But like, she knew it I wasn't think. true. I think it's just all entertaining. Like, to me, I don't get offended by things, but I also don't chase it. Like, you know how some people send stories about themselves to the blogs? and when it, I never really want to be on the blogs, but when... It happens, I don't get mad because right. I talk about people all the time. That's my job. Yeah. So for a blog, it's their job to write stuff too, whether or not it's true, whether or not they verify it. It just is what it is. If I have to do it, I can't be mad if you do it. I is mean, it- yeah. And be honest with you, I, I, I rather I rather know that you're, that you're pussy... Um- no, respect to your pussy. No, no, hold on. Respect your pussy. Respect your pussy. But I rather, I rather know that it tastes something better than water. I would say uh, Kool Aid or, or maybe a uh, grape soda or. Uh, or I don't want somebody who. Why does it got to taste like like what the fuck tastes like water? Fresh chicken that, and waffles. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I mean, shout out to your boyfriend. No disrespect, but chicken and waffles. No, thank you for. I'd be down there with a bib. How are you maintaining this secrecy with? with the, with this relationship because I feel like that's the key in this new day and age but how do you do it? I just don't post about it but I'm always out and about Are you like, out? I don't oh. hide it. Oh. I just Y'all don't hands and everything? post it. Yeah. Oh. So if you see where you us, at you, the, see you said us. you going to be in where you going to be this weekend? I will be in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte people. Boston. Y'all already know when y'all see Angela out with Bay, just DM. I just want to know. I'm so nosy. I'm sorry, Angela. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to be like that all in your business but you said you talk about people too. Yeah. So how do you deal with that though? Like talking about somebody and then seeing them. Like is it ever weird? No, because they, if I'm talking about it, everybody is. Right. If it's on the blogs, you should expect it. Like, so you're not you mad at me know. that I want to know what he looked like? Because, you know, no. I'm just like, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'll show you a picture. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. You'll find out afterwards. You know what? Let's take a break. Let's come back with I Don't Trust People. And let's close up the show. Okay. Internet, you're sitting here with Miss Lissa. A.K.A. Beyonce. And my girl, Lucy Lou. A.K.A. Anjali Lee. Don't go nowhere. the premium show. <laughs> Don't go nowhere. We'll be right you back. stay right here. Cheer, uh-huh. cheer. Internet, you know this episode is brought to you by the College of Hip Hop. Listen, this app is dope. I fuck with it. I fuck with the dudes who made it. Young entrepreneurs. How much does the app cost? Free ninety nine. <gasps> nothing. So for nothing, all I have to do is go to my app store or my Play Store if I have an Android. I'm kind of corny and. I can get this app for free and it can help me elevate my music brand. Whether you are a producer, rapper, or engineer. Imagine it. Uh, imagine it. Or imagine No, you're a manager. Imagine that. No, but listen to me. This. W- w- let me tell you about that. This is the first and only entertainment education app found in the app stores out of one billion apps. So get off the corners, rappers. Nobody wants your signed CD. Get this app and change your lane. Listen, download the College of Hip Hop app today. It's available across all platforms. The College of Hip Hop app features a resource guide with helpful links to publishing forms, contracts, and a lot more helpful items. It helps you like learn a couple of things. You know, one thing I really enjoy is people who know about the business right. before they get into business. Get it. You don't want to get a fucked up contract. You don't want to get a fucked up publishing deal. This is the College of Hip Hop app. Download that shit. 
Now let's get back to the show. Ow. And we're back, Internet. It's your girl, Miss Listen Knows, sitting here on the Premium Peace Show and the lovely Angela She's Yee. with us. She's, She's with us in the building. She's been dropping so many gems. Like, I'm on an all-time high because I feel like you're like Ali Ala. What's her name from Own, Own Network? <laughs> Ili Ali? I just, you're her. You Same just changed shit. my life. I but hope so. Internet, change your life. It's time for I Don't Trust People. Internet, you know about I Don't... Listen, Angela, okay. if you don't know... Um, before we started the premium peach show, I always tweeted with a hashtag, I don't trust people. Right. Because I don't trust a lot I of people. Don't. I don't trust. Uh, <laughs> so, so listen, internet, you know how to get involved. Use hashtag, I don't trust people. That's I don't trust PPL. Let us know who you don't trust, what you don't trust. And like, if it's a good, I don't trust people uh, tweet, then we're going to put it on the, on the show. Are what do we got this week? What? <laughs> what happened? Are you levitating right now? Yo, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> He's a different kind of Buddhist. So our first submission comes from Mo Speak Truth. I don't trust people who turn on who don't turn on their red message receipts on their iPhone. Man up, girl. Nope. Yeah, that's me. I don't do I don't that. I don't do that. I, don't, I have mine on. I don't want people to see that I read it. Exactly. Hold up, I'll get back to you, motherfucker. But even if you like, first of all, if, if it's after like. 20 minutes I'm like I know you you saw it and that's why you purposely have to make it long enough where they have to open it to get the rest like you don't want to be like yeah girl meet me there right. they can just look at their phone and see you gotta be like yeah girl meet me there it's on the corner of 34th and 9th and I need you to be there by 12 so she's like oh I have to open it <laughs> well I definitely don't have my red message cause you are, you, are, you are a celebrity it's different no <laughs> you are and a celebrity. I also you won't I, I don't um, have the message pop up on my screen oh Bay's a little crazy yeah. what's yeah. his sign no, I just don't do that because I don't want anybody to see what's going on. He's Sagittarius. I have, I have mine pop up, but I just have it say iMessage. I don't have it say right. like the rest of... See, yeah, because then so people will read that. pop up either. Because I almost got caught out one time and see? it wasn't even nobody crazy, but I was just like, damn, I don't want nobody seeing that. Right. Like, yeah. You write crazy stuff. Yeah. Could've been, could've you still been with like, that bitch or yeah. she left? <laughs> you want this dick, Miss <laughs> Lissa? <laughs> Yo, that's mad What's the next funny. one? Our next one comes from The Cure Podcast. I don't trust people who think Michelle really played an important part in Destiny's Child. Ooh, shade. I mean, <laughs> I felt the same way. Like, she definitely was just a placeholder. I've always felt, I mean, you're talented, Michelle, and I know Angela's going to keep it clean and she's not going to say anything. But I am. We never needed you. Like, really? Beyonce, no, for real. Beyonce and Kelly could have just been the new changing faces. They could have been a duo. That would have mm. been the hottest shit ever. Like, we didn't. Although I did like her on the song Girl. Remember that song, Girl? Mm-hmm. No. That she was song. just. I remember. I mean, she only. Okay, on that. She does have the memorable part of that song. She yeah, does. She like, good. what you mean? I still fuck the shit out of okay. Michelle. Stop, stop hating on her. You because you've done worse. Fuck so we out know. Of here. Did she sing on emotions too? Wasn't she? She sung on everything after that Beyonce kicked those other girls off. I'm not gonna lie. But Michelle's sexy. Michelle. See, that's the thing. People that was hate. like a, a like strategic move on their part. Like every song after they kicked off those the La girls, the Latavia and Latavia girl, <laughs> they had the La the, girls. The La girls. They had Michelle. She was on Survivor. She was on Girl. She was on Bootylicious. She always she, had a part. Yeah, but here's the thing. I want to let you know. Most people see people look at Michelle and they push her to the side. It's like the girl who, like, go. Oh, I remember being in school back in the day or just the neighborhood. You'll find a girl that most people, maybe she didn't look up to par as everybody else did. And nobody was really fucking with her like that. Right. But when, I, when you fuck with her like that, you're like, holy shit, this girl got something I'm pussy. Like I said, Yo. she can sing. I, yeah. But I just feel and like she you... also about that church vibe. I was just about to say, and that's why she had her own segue into gospel. Shout out to Michelle. Gospel. Shout out to Michelle. Shout out to you. Yes, girl, but he's right. Um, I'm mm-hmm. here for it. And our next one is I am Shonston. 
I don't trust people that still listen to the radio in 2016. Holy uh, shit. I can't say no, 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 I listen to the radio. <laughs> Hello. Hey. I listen to the Breakfast Club. I'm not even going to lie. I even like, I'll tweet sometimes like, hey, like I'm listening. And I listen to radio when I go into other markets just to hear what's sure, going you on. Sure, you want to hear what's yeah. going on. That's just me though. Um, You know what? As much as I'll say, obviously from being someone who started early in the podcast game, and, and I think podcast is the future radio. But keep in mind, I will say this. And I'm not saying this because you're here. I mean, I know you know me. I'm no filter. Yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> radio is still important. I mean, people listen in cars. Like it's almost to me like sneakers. Like I think people think like sneakerheads are everybody. Pe- sneakerheads are a small part of, of of the community. Right. Like people wear sneakers all the like all over the world. Why? Because they just don't walk around barefoot. <laughs> I mean, radio is good, but I just feel like. Everything is like oversaturated, and you'll go from one station to the next, and it's kind of like a repetition. Right? There's are you certain, there's yeah. certain songs that are in heavy rotation? But I love. That's why I do enjoy talk radio. That w- will forever be still in style. Right. Um, our last one is from. Who the fuck is it from? It's from Sold the God. I don't trust people that pick the urinal right next to the one I'm at when they're. Plenty to choose from. Okay, I never use a urinal. I've never either. Well, I'm a guy, and and I hate that shit. Okay. I hate that shit. But like, I do it's like hate people sitting next to you and, and on the train when there's plenty of other seats. It's, everywhere. Yeah. Or in the gym, like when they come on like the elliptical right, right like, next bitch, to you, and you're like, Hello. there's 20 more. Like why? And I'm sweating differently, and I just want to be by myself. But and then you're looking at the corner of your eye, like I, don't I put them on Snap. <laughs> I just go on Snap and just start calloting them. Like look, mogul talk. Calling. Who is this? But it's almost like parking. Like even like moving. Like I grew up in Brooklyn all my life. Now I live in Jersey. I know that you did the same thing mm-hmm. right yo in Jersey you, you pull into these plazas uh, like I purposely park in a spot where there's no cars and, and, and just because I don't want no one to come and open the door and hit my shit somebody pull right up next to me right like, get the fuck out of here there's it's no spots people like everyone follows the crowd but even in the bathroom like I was in the gym and I came out the bathroom I definitely dropped the kids off at the pool I'm not even gonna lie and all the other stalls were available this bitch goes right in the one I, I'm like bitch the kids must smell good in the pool it's like hell I've been eating but kale. I would say and I don't like when you're doing that and someone comes in the bathroom and you're like hurry up and leave so I could come out <laughs> come out while they're there oh you don't want to take it forever they're putting on makeup they're doing their that hair that always happens and you're like oh my god now I've been in here way too long and now I can't come out yeah, you gotta. You get, that's when it's touching cotton. You gotta push it back up, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest with you. What like groundhogging? Really? So you, I learn something new every day. <laughs> Thank you. you Thank you, Miss Ye. I call it prairie dogging, but yeah. I like groundhogging. Yo, groundhog. but when I'm in a, when, the shadow. Yes. When I'm in a urinal and a guy comes like on the right and is like, man, yo, honestly, I stopped putting like the. I had to put my hip up on the side. Like, what the and you fuck, know you man? could do it. One leg up. He probably yeah. pees and, and doodles pee like with that, his arm, his legs up. You know, I don't like anybody come like. I'm like, what are you, are you looking at my dick? What the what fuck? if he looks and he's like, what kind of boxes are those? No, no, no. Get the fuck out of here. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Like, 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 there's certain things. Like, here's the thing. Like, I'm, I, like, whatever you do, I say this all the time on the show. Whatever you are, you know, if people are gay, it's 2016. That, that's what they do. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying, don't bring that shit upon me. Like, you know, I had somebody, you know, come in the store one time while I was peeing and then, and, you know, look at me like, oh, what the fuck like, are you why looking so at? Little... Well, really? testing it out, though, you know. Hey, listen, you know. But this concludes, (laughs) I don't trust people, and you guys can get involved. Hit us up on social media. Use the hashtag, I don't trust PPL. And if it's popping, it's going to get dropping. Angela, you got to give one. Who don't you trust or what don't you trust? She said she was on her bathroom stuff. 
Oh, <laughs> let me see. What don't I trust? Um, hmm. Man, I said my thing about the phone. Yeah, and you also said oh, like you don't. I don't trust people who have their phone upside down. Really? Period. Why? You think they're hiding something? Why is your phone? Who sits with that? Do you sit like that at home? Put your phone upside down. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Why is your phone upside down? I don't trust people who have their phone upside down. That's a good That's point. That's a fact. And your screen gone break. <laughs> well, listen, internets. Um, not only can you catch Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club every morning, and probably how many? How many? Uh, where are you on sixty? What you say? Sixty-five or something. God like that. damn, yo! Honestly, I can't <laughs> believe that it's six years that the Breakfast Club is gone. Most morning shows don't last that long. You know, yeah, they did tell me that when I left series, they're like, you know, it's not going to last long. Yeah, well, tell them you keep on going. You know, I see, I, I see, he's going to at least ten, at least ten. You do know? you feel like that? Like, do you, is that what you want, or do you want to like branch out and kind of like do like your own show? Because I could see you. I'm telling you, you fix my life, so I could see you with like a fix talk show, like you know, I, think I could do like both, doing more though. visual. I think I could do both. You could, Capricorn. Yeah, You're not going to ever get married or have them children you want to have, but you'll have three shows. and <laughs> Those are my babies. Yeah. <laughs> a, a little baby. I'm married to work. Yeah, that's how Capricorn. <laughs> now, you also open up your own business with uh, Styles P, a juice bar, and Envy? Yes, we have a juice bar in Brooklyn. It three partners? Fuck. Yeah. Well, they already have some, but I am a strong believer in if you want to open a business, go to somebody who's already done it sure. and partner up. Sure. You don't have to be sm- so smart. You have to hire smart people. And make it more fun. Now, what? Um, where's this going to be? In the city? It's in Brooklyn. Okay, in nice. Nice, nice. I'll oh, be there. Malcolm X Juices for Life. Look for us in That's Brooklyn. That's dope. 277 Malcolm X Boulevard. We are hiring. Really? <laughs> Selling McDowell's. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you also have the Lip Service Podcast every week. Yes. When's that drop? Um, Fridays. Gigi McGuire, like I said before, my homegirl, Stephanie Santiago. Yes, you know? yes. We actually have Black Youngster on this Friday. That's okay, nice, nice. Yeah, so I, catch that tomorrow, internets. I enjoy I enjoy that that talk that, we're, you know, like where it's like you get an artist. like, And that's what I like to do. Like, I don't want to compete like as like a hip-hop podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, we have multiple different people on, right. like whether it be hip-hop or just, you know, anything we love. You know, whether it be athlete or TV and uh, you know, I like that. What I one thing I like about lip uh, lip service is that you'll get somebody come on and and have a different perspective of talk. Right. You know. So you know, I mean, sometimes too much talk for me. Like you know, I don't want to know about booty <laughs> shit. You lying because you definitely did some premium <laughs> lip service today. Yes, you did. I you did a lot. About yes. what? What I say? About you have. Don't a, worry. Scroll hey, back. listen. Your, your box Bold tastes like water. Gyms. So <laughs> your box tastes like water. So what does your box taste like? Mine tastes like coconut oil. Really? Okay. Shit. Nobody wants to drink oil, but. Shit, if I hang out with the both of you, I'm some healthy motherfucker. You don't know because that's going to unclog your arteries. Coconut water. There you go. Okay. I'm half, what's this, like half a bottle? Coconuts. <laughs> it tastes like all types of coconut. Coconut now later, coconut water, coconut oil. Anyway, listen, Internets, it was a great episode. Thank you for coming Thank on. Thank you, guys. I had fun. And, and I really, one thing I really liked is that we were talking about having more women on. You know, Miss mm-hmm. Lissa was like, yo, I want to have more women on. And, and I agree with that. Just to, you know, even though we get sexy talk, Internets, but it's good to be empowered. He's no. been trying to OD on me like every week. I'm so happy to have this. No, Can it's you, good. It's good to be empowered. Invite some of her it's, friends. It's good to be empowered. I think other women, you know, I, you know, for me having a daughter, even though I talk crazy. <laughs> Even though I talk crazy, I do. I do. You know, like you, you, you do handle yourself well out here, and I think that you like are inspiration for other women and oh, girls. Thank you. Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean that. Thanks to all the women out there. <laughs> oh please, oh, please, please. <laughs> Internet. We'll see you next episode. Angelie. Ciao. Ciao.